And we're back. I think this is the official part two. I believe. Last time we had to take a bit of a break and we never came back. But um, this time we're good. We're back for good. Well, actually, it's a whole episode of together. Yeah. It's a full proper one this time. But let's just call it part two, I guess. I mean, if you want to call it part two, you can. But part one is already out. Yes, it is. It's not going to be separate. No. Um, do you want it to be separate? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't made up my mind yet. Depends on what topics... You can take it off if you want. No, no, no. We'll keep it. Keep I haven't it. even listened to it yet. Oh, yeah, true. It is pretty good. It's not yeah. bad. It's fun. It sounds fun to listen to. Yeah, I think we, we touched on a couple of topics that most people wouldn't think about. Mm. And I don't know. Might have given comfort to some people. Comfort? Yeah. What do you mean comfort? Well, you know, like when you think about the things that we spoke about, you know, like sort of like the existential stuff, I think a lot of people, I think we mentioned it last time, would want to speak to someone about it or would like to, you know, think, does anyone else feel the way I do? Because I think that's a, that's fair enough, you know, like most of us think about this kind of shit, don't we? I like how you remember what we talked about. Oh, just it's hard to forget. Yeah, yeah, but no, I agree. Um, it's something I think about every day. Yeah, it's just one of those things, you know, like... It haunts me. You cross the road and you're like, hey, you know, what if Aus is crossing the road right now? It like, haunts me in my dreams, actually. What if he's coming down with the car and he sees me and instead of laying on the brakes, he's like, no, today's my chance. And he steps on the accelerator. Then it becomes relevant. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? So I stepped on the accelerator and then what happened? Well, you hit me when you Oh, yep. Yep. Like, yep. Let's let's be honest. Like, I do fantasize about that. Yeah, you wouldn't stop. Like, who the fuck would stop? Like, I'm in the wrong here. I would stop. I want to see how good of a job I did. Well, of course. Like, you, you'd obviously rate it afterwards. But it's like in Red Dead Redemption or some shit. You run to someone over the horse. Mm. You check it out. And then you get the fuck out. You don't help them up. Bold, dude. What's the point? Like, if I was there and it wasn't me, I'd be like, all right, you did good. Let's, let's move on. I always stopped after <laughs> shooting someone or running them over with the horse. So good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I only play it for like a tiny bit. I don't, I don't <laughs> even own it. I never owned it, the game. Yeah. I enjoyed that game. But yeah, I'd, I'd be scared if I saw you driving and I wasn't in the car with you. True. <laughs> True. I'd be like, this is my chance. <laughs> this is it. You know, yeah, like, today's the day. <laughs> it's going to happen. You got one chance to shine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, pretty pretty cool. Yeah. Um, have you heard that song that's like on the radio at the moment that was made for Red Dead? And oh, yes. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to ride my horse to the old yeah, time road. Yeah. I'm going to ride till I, ta- uh, till I can't no more. Going to yeah. take my horse to the hotel room. Screw it, screw it. Yeah. And I'm just like, I heard that song first time from Brayden. Oh, God. Damn, Terry. Damn it, Terry. Damn it, Terry. And because of Brayden, I was like, oh, you know, like, this is a funny song. And then because of Brayden, I remember being at work and it came on the radio. And I just went, are they are they featuring this on like a radio <laughs> thing? Is this real life? Yeah, I was like, are they seriously playing this song? I thought it was like a parody song. 
But I think it's happening more and more. Parodies, you know, parodies mixing <laughs> with like normal shit. You know that was actually on the country um, charts. Apparently, yeah. On the country music charts. I mean, it's a full-blown hip-hop song. Yeah. Just because it had that, like, um, country bit to it. Yeah. Or, like, a few country bits to it. Come on, guys. Yeah. You know? Like, what's what's happening? Like, we can't even categorize music nowadays. Holy shit. <laughs> like, we're, now we're, like, we're misgendering music and shit. <laughs> like, what's next? It's 2019, music can be whatever it wants. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Apparently. <laughs> oh, man. So crazy. But yeah, yeah I, I heard that song through Mark, actually. Mm. Um, it was just before he went to Japan. He was in my car and he's like, hey, man, I've got to play you a song. Hey, man. I'm like, oh, yeah? What song is it? He goes, look, I know you don't listen to this kind of stuff normally, but I like it, so you probably like it. I'm like, all right, let's, let's check it out. All good. And then he plays it and I'm like, what's this meant to be, bro? <laughs> is this a joke? Like... Is it it's like it's like a parody, like a YouTube skit or something? I loved it. I loved it. I it's different. Did. I loved it because I like that music, and I fe- I saw the joke in it straight away from the first yeah. from the first sentence. Yeah, and I mean, like I saw the clip and, a little while after. Yeah, and I watched the clip <laughs> with the song first time, and that's when I was like, I get it. Yeah, but I reckon if you just listen to the song on its own first time, you'd be like, Yeah, it's, look, it's, it's sort, not of, bad sort of song. out of context. Yeah, it's not a bad song, but you're like kind of, it just goes to show that you never know what's going to be popular and catchy. You just don't know. It's a little out of context when you listen to it on its own though. You need to watch it with the video. Yeah. Because the video is just, it starts off on a guy on a horse. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And you're like, what the fuck? But it was surprising to me to even hear it on the radio. Yeah, it's crazy. But it's just like, you know, if it's popular in the US, it'll be popular here. But the fact that it was popular in the US as a mainstream thing, that it made it on the radio, even that is impressive. I'm going to take my horse. <laughs> so I didn't ask you, by the way. Um, yeah. Is your headphones good? Yeah, no, this is like the whole setup is pretty sweet. Can you hear I, me? I could hear you before, but now okay. I can't. Now you can't? No, it was, it was, I could hear you before, but like when you fiddled with something, it went away. Ah, okay. Here, hold this. Yeah. Either way, like... Let me bring it back on. I'm sorry. I'm baby, so sorry. Baby, come back. Can you hear baby me now? Baby, come close to me. Can you hear me now? Um, nope. Can you hear me now? Nope. What about now? Go again. What about... Now? Yes. What about now? Can you hear me? Hold on. Go again. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Can you hear yourself as well? Yes. It's it's all good. Okay, cool. We in the, we in the house. Cool. Yeah, okay. in the house. Yeah, because it's just going through another channel. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. No, it's all good. The setup's legit. Anyway, I hope my voice is coming through fine. I hope yep. the so you can hear me. Yeah, I can. Yeah, good, good, we're good. all good. Can hear me in your ears. Oh yes, <sighs> very close. Yeah, good. Stroke it. Oh, furry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. Wait, wait, wait. I think last time. I- <laughs> Ooh, that tickles. Oh. <laughs> I think last time I was a little bit too rigid um, because I hadn't done one of these in such a long time. Rigid? Yeah, I was, I was kind of like... As in hey, like awkward? You know, like, you know... Oh, we're, you, we're doing you were stiff. Yeah, a little bit stiff. Yeah. Yeah, you start the sheesh and keep, I'll take keep it. Keep talking. I'll start the sheesh. Yeah. Keep talking. When I'm, when I'm done blabbering. But yeah, I think last time, because it's been such a long time, I mean, like what, two yeah. or three years? Like what's it been? Like shit, that's a I long time. I think you time. were reasonably loose actually. 
Yeah, but I don't know. It's just, I think it takes a little bit getting used to the fact that, you know, that, you know, close to a thousand people potentially may be listening to this and that you may embarrass yourself and whatever with the shit you say. But look, it's kind of hard know. to just let that go. Yeah. And you kind of just forget about you have it. To. You have a conversation and you have fun with it. And you just like crack jokes and shit. Knowing that people may or may not agree with you. Fuck it. That's just a fact. A certain life. percentage of people are guaranteed to think that what you're saying is ridiculous. Yeah. Myself so, included. So you've got to, you've got to just not really pay attention to that. You have to. You oh, can't, yeah. You have to let go of that. Oh, of course. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't mind. It's just, um, you, you kind of forget about that if you haven't done this in a long time. Yeah. Or, you know, like I think a lot of people have that trouble of, you know, <clears throat> public speaking and speaking in front of people they don't know. I used to have that until I got into management roles at work. Now I don't give a fuck. Now I can do whatever I want, kind of. Um, but yeah, there's something about, you know, speaking to a microphone that um, I wouldn't say it makes you nervous or unsettled or anything like that, but it's just, it's a different experience, especially if you don't do it often. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Text practice. Yeah. Even, even now, what? I mean, this will be number 30, actually. Oh, three zero. Yeah. 30 later, and I'm still stiff as fuck. As, I mean, I'm still a lot stiffer than what I know I could be, but I think that just comes with practice. It takes a long time to learn how to talk, you know, into a microphone. Yeah, of course. And uh, everyone that comes on here, for some reason, underestimates it, you know? Yeah. And they, and they sort of go, oh, I'll be fine. I've talked before in front of people. Of course. But then you put a microphone in front of their face and it's even unsettling to me. I'm putting this microphone in front of my, if it's my microphone and I must, I'm unsettling <laughs> yeah. myself. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Because I, I start looking at it and going, ooh, I better say something good. Yeah. I just like, I'm trying to picture it as just like conversation between that's like, we're talking about shit we'd normally talk about, you know, like the ice cubes and stuff before and water vapors and port side injections. Tell shit. me about, tell me about the ice cubes. Oh, the ice cubes, man. You know, so he was just having a good day, bro. It was just a good day. He woke up, <laughs> mama made breakfast, no hog, you know, like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> jokes. Now we'll, um, we'll speaking about the phenomenon. Well, we think it's a phenomenon because like, you know, we're into the whole sciencey bullshit. So we're, we're trying to like, you know, figure out how certain things work and, you know, some things aren't yet properly described. So it's, it's, it's nice to sort of theorize and think about it. Okay. Them. You know, here's the, here's the uh, scenario. Pull that up a little bit. The phenomenon of hot water turning into ice faster than cold water is known as the, uh, can you read that? The... What the fuck Meba? does that say? The Meba effect. I'm assuming the P is silent. Is that M-P-M-B-A? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Meba effect. Named after a Tanzanian student who observed his hot ice cream mix freezing more rapidly than the cold version. Where's that? Tanzania? Tanzania. Ta- Tanzania? Tanzania. Yeah, Tanzania. Tanzania, it's Tanzania. Is that Africa? Because I like, think it is. Yeah, M- Tanzania. Mpemba effect. That sounds pretty African. That's that's pretty cool. Tanzania. I mean, where uh, the fuck it's? Uh, let me look up where Tanzania is. Yeah. See, like Tan- science is amazing, man. Tanzania. Uh, East Africa. East Africa. Country in oh, East shit. Africa. Nice. Yeah, you got it. Nice. Go. That's dope. 
Yeah. That's dope. Keep it up, guys. Uh, so, what, are you saying that they're dumb? No, fuck no. no. I'm and, saying and that's awesome. And you're surprised that they can even come up with something like that? No, hell no. I'm surprised no one, no mm. one's like... And, and you're, even you surprised, know, you're even surprised they have internet to tell other people that they found out about it? No, I'm not surprised. What's that. wrong with you? No. How cold, saying, how cold does it need to be for boiling water to freeze in midair? It's pretty, it's pretty cool. Uh, okay. It says... Actually, this is pretty interesting. Let's read this. Frozen bubbles. So. Uh, boiling water turns to snow. Water is a special substance, says something, something, someone. Um, known, this is known as the triple point. And temperatures need to reach 0. 0.01 Celsius for it to happen. When so you boil water, point? you're adding... Hmm? No, it was 0. 0.01, almost freezing. Hmm. When you boil water, you're adding energy to the water in its liquid state, which is what we were talking about before. Yeah, exciting the particles, making the hydrogen go spastic and crazy and yep, shit. Basically what this says is that energy moves the molecules further away from each other until the water vaporizes into a gaseous state. Uh, when you throw the boiling water into the air, the hot water forms into hot droplets. Because they are so hot, those tiny water droplets start to evap to vaporize, but since cold air can't hold as much water vapor as warmer air, the water condenses. Extremely cold temperatures quickly freeze the water droplets, which fall as ice crystals. And if you guys have ever seen a video of that, it looks amazing. You should it check it out. It does look pretty cool. It sort of seems like a dry ice yeah, um, experiment. Says, um, in 2014, there's a viral video of a man in Ontario who... Um, shot a shot steam from a water gun outside at am i reading this correctly ass minus 41 celsius yeah you are are you fucking serious minus 41 yeah. celsius in ontario that's crazy human body operates at 36 degrees that's that's ridiculous mm. shit can you imagine how hard ontario canada isn't it yeah, yeah. You, Canada does get pretty intense. Oh, hell yeah, but minus 41, that's like Arctic circle type shit. Well, Fuck. Ed Edmonton gets to minus 50. Yeah, holy shit. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, Edmonton. Can you, can you imagine how hard Alberta. your would spool in weather like that? I don't think it would actually be good for it. Well, probably not. That is probably too cold. The best temperature I hear for an engine is six degrees. Six degrees. Speaking of which, I think Terry's trying to convince me to turbo the MT-10. Is he? Yeah. I, I actually did hype him up a little bit saying I was going to do it. You should do it. Oh, fuck. Here we go again. Do it. Do it. No, don't turbo it. Supercharge it. Well, um, let apparently me the supercharger costs more. Of course it costs more. That's why I should do it. Oh, man. <laughs> man. Wait, let's, but, look, let's look this up. But um, then I can say I got a carrot on my MT-10, bro. True. True, yeah. But do you want to say it or do you want to spray it with oh, rubber? Bruh. I know Daddy K would be so proud if I did that. But i got to weigh it up. Do I do shit to my car or do I do shit to the bike? The bike's great as it is. The car can get there, but I don't know. A turbo MT-10 does sound pretty crazy. I like the idea. I'm just looking up. I do engine temperature. Oh, so ambient. 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 Yeah, six degrees. That's um well yeah, that's like a cold cold morning in, you know, Melbourne. 
That's not too... What temperature? It's not too far-fetched, I guess. Uh, what about you guys? Do you guys think that minus 41 degrees would do turbos any harm? Because you got to consider this thing is spinning at like 120,000 RPM a minute and like super cold air hitting it could like fuck with it because there's a massive thermal exchange happening there. I don't know. Could be worth looking into. I'm just looking up. What is the ideal outside temperatures for our engines to run at? That's what the forum says. I mean, it's a forum, so... Yeah. Uh, well, you would imagine low humidity. That's a given. More air, less water. That's true. That's true. Um, it seems like... And of course, we're traveling the forums because, as we all know, there are so many forum gurus out there that can provide great advice and equally terrible advice. So you should always consult forums. That's the thing. There's, I think there's a certain temperature um, that NA cars or NA engines... Um, don't like it to be colder than that certain temperature because yeah. the fuel can't atomize as well, possibly. Um, yeah, that where could, yeah. I think turbocharged engines will gain from a lower temperature. Under zero degrees, I don't know if it actually makes a benefit to it. Yeah. I imagine it wouldn't. Yeah, well, that's be- something... Because thing weird hmm. things start happening... Under zero degrees. That's Not true. weird things, but things like freezing, freezing water. Now, provided your coolant is antifreeze, that should be fine. But all your components, I mean, they're hot. So you run it through an intercooler. The intercooler would run would cool it down more and more and more. Yeah, uh, like a turbo. What's like the average temperature of like the turbo... Uh, Actually, cold side after compression, it's like what 120, 150 degrees Celsius. Actually, and yeah. then intercooler brings it down to like what 50 or some shit. I just got an idea. 60. I just got an idea. So, if it's 30 degrees outside and yeah. the air coming in from the turbocharger is going into the intercooler at whatever I mean, 90 degrees, yeah, right, something like that, and it's cooling it down to. I don't know, 60. Yeah. Let's say. Because it's 30 degrees, everything's heat soaked, whatever. It's cooling it down to 60. It would actually depend on the car of how much it can cool it down by, right? True. Yeah. So, if the ideal temperature for a car that's natural aspirated is 6 degrees. Yeah. Would that mean that whatever temperature ambient outside that is required to make the charged air six degrees after running through the intercooler yeah would that be ideal so if Mm. it was minus 10 degrees and the ambient air is minus 10 right so the um turbocharged air comes in at like again 90 degrees or some shit like that so roughly and the intercooler was so cold being minus 10, it was able to cool it down to like, let's say six degrees. Yeah, Theoretically, sure. I don't think it would get to that. 
but theoretically, whatever, minus 20 degrees outside, minus 30. But if we can get it to, to 6 degrees, exactly, I reckon that would be the sweet spot. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's probably worth looking into. And I mean, curiously enough, like what would that do to a turbo? Because you've got to consider like, this massive, like that's, that's a massive change in like, you know, like degrees. Like you're talking about like... You're not super- really messing with the turbo though. You're just oh, messing no, yeah. with the intercooler. Oh, yeah, of course. But, I mean, like, let's say the air is hitting the turbo blades at such a low temperature and they're coming out at such a high temperature. Like, that that difference, that differential, would that fuck with the blades at all? Because, like, you got to consider this thing is spinning fast. Like, you know, metal expands when it's hot and it gets, you know, brittle and shit the color it gets. So, it's like, would that mess with anything? Thing is, um, so you've got a... a twin turbine right one running off the exhaust yeah and then the other one with a seal between them is running to compress air and put it into the intake right so what that means is that one side is going to be hot one side is going to be getting ambient temperature in of course yeah maybe there's a certain temperature that it does start messing with the turbine of course warping between the two sides of it that's what i'm thinking maybe but I think those temperatures have to be pretty, like, pretty low. Yeah. Like, so low that you wouldn't really, um, you don't have to worry about it, potentially. Yeah. Maybe you don't have to worry about it because the ambient side of the turbo is still heated. That's true. By being so close to the other side. That is true. So, maybe it stays at a good temperature and the differential isn't too much. I'm talking about the, the charged air. Yeah. Because yeah. why, is, why is charged air so hot? Because it comes into contact to the other side that's being spooled by exhaust gases. And I mean, yeah, and it gets hot from compression itself as well. It gets well. hot from compression, that's right. It gets hot from compression. It gets hot from being in contact to the other side. So maybe if it was like minus 20 degrees, let's say, and the intercooler was able to cool it down to 6 degrees... If that's the ideal temperature, I'm assuming it's close to that. Yeah. Then it would actually be very, very beneficial. I think this is a pretty interesting discussion. Yeah. Relevant to what our hobbies are. So if there's anyone out there with like lots of turbo knowledge, school us. Let us know what's up. I would what love to have Jason Chit on here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually told him a long time ago. I said to him, I'd love to have you on here. He's the mechanic I go to. Uh, he's the yeah. only mechanic I go to, actually. I don't, I don't really have anyone else. Oh, same. Uh, Ever since you recommended him. I've recommended a lot of people to him. Yeah. And like you said, there's a, there's a certain sort of... You have to pass a trial with Jason, you know? Like, you got to go through the visual inspection. you got to go through the verbal communication the skills. attitude test. Attitude test, yep. you know? He will slap you. He will slap you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and don't, don't take that as, like, this guy's like, oh, you know, he sounds scary. Like, I don't want to meet him. No, no. He's a good judge of character. He's he a is. very good judge of character. He is. He is. You know, personally... And he does, lis- he does listen to this. He does. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I want to share an, an embarrassing story mm-hmm. that involves you and Jason and myself. Go for it. Okay. So, it was 2016, I believe. And I was like, hey, you know, I work on all my cars normally. I work on all my bikes that I've had in the past. You know, I've not broken shit before. So, I did generally pretty good with maintenance, like, you know, maintenance work. So I thought, all right, well, it's time to change the spark plugs on my 07 ZX6. Let's do this. So I'm doing it up, you know, like taking the tank off and shit, you know, replace the spark plugs. 
And um, I didn't have a torque wrench at this point. And normally I just do it, you know, kind of by feel, like not too tight, but tight enough, you know, so I don't get any leaks to some shit. <sighs> so what happened was at this point, you and I were just kind of like starting to hang out. We're just starting to talk. And I remember you used to be full of like, you know, advice and like helpful shit because like I was still pretty new with the whole bike scene and all that stuff. And, you know, you had a lot of input to give me just like any other good friend would do. And I remember when I was doing the spark plugs, I tightened all the spark plugs. They all felt pretty nice, but I think it was cylinder three. And for some reason, I imagined you were next to me in my garage saying, hey, bro, I don't know about cylinder three. I think I like my spark plugs a bit tighter than what you've done them. And like, I, would I, I would never say such a thing. I know. I have no idea about spark plugs and how tight they have to be. I don't even know. I've never even done. I've never even taken out a spark plug in my life. So, keep uh, going. So, I just, for some reason, I just imagine this like dialogue happening. Like, you weren't even there. You, I didn't even talk to you about doing this. It's just like one of those things that, you know, like when you've got like a childish imagination, you just, you picture things on the spot as you're doing shit, you know? It was hot as well, so I'm, I could have been hallucinating. I don't know. Jason's going to slap me for this. Oh, he's going to slap me for this. Yeah. But, um, but He's already slapped you for this. <laughs> he has. But I think I'm going to throw some extra business his way with what I'm about to say. So I'm doing the spark plug and I picture you saying, hey, bro, I think you should do three number a little bit tighter. And I'm like, okay. So I get my socket out and I start turning and I start turning and it's getting tight and I'm like okay this feels pretty good and I gotta do that just you know that that one eighth turn more and things get really loose <laughs> and suddenly from feeling hot you know because I've been working doing like physical work and shit I suddenly feel very cold like cold sweats and I'm like what the fuck have I just done so I reverse the socket and I got to unbolt the spark plug and I realize my unbolting, I don't feel any resistance and I'm like, oh shit. Nice. What's the deal? I pull the socket out and there's my spark plug on the tip of the socket. I'm like, oh cool. Like maybe it popped out of the thread. Maybe I fucked up the thread, but there was no thread on the spark plug. <coughs> I managed to shear off the thread collar on the actual spark plug. I somehow delaminated it and left the thread inside the head of the engine. Nice. With the spark plug out. How'd you, get the, how'd you get the bike to the mechanic? Uh, um, to Jason? We organized the towing thing. Who? In my house. You and I. Oh, we did? Because I had to ask you how the fuck I'm going to get my bike oh, from my no house. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. And you told me, yeah, I'll, I'll put a call for you. We'll get it organized. I'm like, all right, cool. So I get it to Jason's and I tell him, hey, bro. I'm pretty embarrassed to say this, but I think I, I broke my spark plug inside the head and the thread of it is still stuck in the thread of the, of the head. And he just looked at me. Yep. And he didn't say a word. And that's when you felt the slap. I, I, felt, I felt assaulted. Well, not assaulted. Okay. That's, that's the wrong <laughs> word to use. Okay. I didn't feel assaulted. Not assaulted. I felt guilty and I felt ashamed. And I felt like I should have been slapped. Like how my dog looks at me when I tell that off. Yeah. Just like that sort of, that disappointment, that crushing, like, hey man, you're a dumb shit. And I was like, fuck. He I didn't am, say a word. I he am a said, dumb shit. He said, <laughs> I can't see what you're talking about, but I know what you're saying. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, should I? And he just said, ah. 
you should leave the bike here. Don't think about it. And I'm like, oh, like I thought if I bought an easier, he said, ah, don't buy anything. <laughs> leave it here. Go home. I'll let you know what happens. I said, okay. Two days later, I get a phone call and he goes, you can come pick your bike up. I changed all the spark plugs. I talked them. We didn't have to take the head off. We didn't have to buy your new head. Um, there's no shavings in the engine. We checked, like we looked at everything. And I'm like, all right, cool. And he goes, you can come pick it up. I'm like, cool. And I rocked up. And then he gave me a souvenir. It was the actual threaded collar. Oh, nice. It was perfect. I don't know how he managed to remove it without any sort of visible marks on it or scoring or anything like that. He just, he just said, hey, yo, get out. And it just did. Wow. I don't know anyone else that could pull a job off like that. So, Jason, thank you very much. I just shared this with a lot of people. You're, you're a magician. A magician indeed. I mean, I've never fucked up that hard, thank God, because I'm too scared to touch shit. That's, that's why I don't, I don't touch shit, because I'm just... I have nightmares about, like, doing this kind of shit. Yeah. I've actually had nightmares. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. I've actually had nightmares where I've worked on my bike and some... Fucked up shit goes wrong, and I, I just stare at it and go, oh, no. Yeah. And I'm more worried about what Jason's going to say than the money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, more worried about the look <laughs> on his face than, than, than the actual bill. Because the bill's not much most of the time. I mean, I've never had to pay a ridiculous amount for any fuck up, but, yeah. uh, you know... That's that's another thing. Um, he charges fairly, and I think he doesn't charge enough. I think Jason is a master of his craft, and he does take a lot of pride in what he does. So for him, he would have seen this as a challenge. Mm. Um, but the fact of the matter is, I mean, he probably did this within one day, had to order the parts, finish it off the next day, and call me up straight away. Mm. I mean, he's incredibly humble for the service he provides you. Mm. Incredibly humble. I remember last time I went to his um, his shop when I got my bike's major serviced, which, by the way, he did it in no time, and it was right before Christmas. And you know, jobs are stacking up, and he's wanting to get jobs out the window. Yeah. And he he was staying up until probably like nine p.m. I think he said nine p.m. every day at, at the shop, just working. You know, not, yeah. not not going to his wife, <laughs> who's yeah. at home bored of shit. Yeah, and um, yeah, he's yeah he called me up, probably two days, three days. I said to him, I said no rush, have two weeks with it, because yeah. for for some reason at the time I was I, I was like I don't really need the bike, I want it done properly. No, I don't want to stress you out. Yeah, I'm not gonna rush you. Just get it done when you can and. Yeah, like, do it how you want to do it. And anything, I said to him, anything you think should be changed but not absolutely necessary, change it. Or anything that should be done, do it. And um, and I had a, a short chat with him before I left the shop and I dropped the bike off. And I just remember him saying to me, he's like, I spend more time... Fixing people's fuck ups than actual like normal mechanic work. He's like, I spend more time doing that than actually like installing shit and like you know servicing stuff. I feel I feel the heat coming off. Like well, in I mean, that dialogue. You gotta you gotta 
you gotta imagine what kind of shit people bring to him as well. Oh, like absolutely. Like oh, I tried to. I tried to put my fork seals on and now I've blown the whole thing. Or so I don't know if I can dented the yeah. dented the seal or dented the actual fork um, or something. You never know what could rock up. I mean, I, that's why I'd love to have him on because I want to ask him. I'm like, what's... I want to I want to ask him, like, give me, like, your top 10 most ridiculous jobs you've had to do of, like, yeah. how the fuck did you manage to fuck this up? But he's also very sort of... Um, how do I say? He... He would never talk bad about anyone. He would never actually tell you, oh, I had this guy, he had a jigsaw, he fucked up, you know, because he'll probably he, he, know he'll that tell you enough, listening. He'll tell you enough relevant to the story, but yeah. he won't actually expose anyone. Yeah. He got mad at me once for, um, <laughs> I came in and there was a, a friend's bike that was there, the, this, um, this girl, and, um, I see. I shouldn't have said girl again. See, I, I'm terrible with this. He's much better at me than yeah. Know. I shouldn't have said girl because it's got nothing to do with the story. It's a person. <laughs> it's got. It's a person. <laughs> all right. And it was a bike. I'm not going to say what bike it was. It was a bike there, and um, I knew that this person was involved in an accident. So, and I saw it then. I was like, oh wow. And I actually, I went to take a photo of it and send it to the person. But he Superman jumped. Dude, he was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, and I was like, "Um, just." And he's like, "Not." He's like, "You, you can't do that. You Here, can't do go. that. You can't take photos. Any, anything that comes into my shop is private and is confidential." And I completely understood it. And you know, I tried to explain myself. I was like, "Look, I, I know the person. I was just gonna send it to them. It wasn't gonna go anywhere." He's like, "Look, I don't care. Like, I." This is, is someone's trusting me with their valuables and um, whatever they, whoever they want to tell or whoever they want to expose it to is up to them. Nothing comes out of my shop. Absolutely. Um, and no, yeah, he's, and I completely understood that. I didn't really think about it in, in the moment. I was like, oh, it's this person's bike. And I literally was like, I'm going to send them a photo so they know that I'm there yeah. next to their bike. That's it. And I knew them well. It wasn't like they were going to get mad. I knew, like, it was fine. But from his perspective, he's like, I'm protecting my business and my customers. Yeah. So that, I respect. That's the hallmark of a professional. That, that's what that is. That is pure professional you know, behavior. That That's someone who really cares about their business, who really cares about um, his clients and his customers, you know, the people yeah. that come to see him. He, he wants you to understand that... When he does stuff for you, he'll take care of it and he'll make sure that things are all good and like no other dodgy work's been done, you know? You're not going to ever see like, you know, for instance, like you hear about like car dealerships and shit like that who when they take people's cars on test drive after they've completed some sort of work and they come back and the car's just been thrashed and shit like that, which I can actually, I can actually speak that from my personal experience because... Mm. I took my car in for a service at one point, you know, when it's still under warranty, got it back. And I realized when I looked at the fuel consumption numbers, they were way higher than when I dropped it off. You know, my car was pretty damn good on fuel. So when I saw those numbers change, I thought, shit, dude, whoever drove this, like drove the fucking nuts off it. You know, in one way, I guess that's, you know, to sort of confirm whether they've done the work correctly or not. But in the other way, it's like, hey, man, this is my stuff. Like, don't, don't mess with it, dude. Like, I trust you. I pay you to do this work. Don't, don't freak with my shit. You know? And yeah. he's like that. He's very respectful. Yeah, he is very respectful. If you think about it, um, 
if you dropped off your bike, if you rode off your bike or something like that, or not rode it off, but like if you damaged it pretty bad and it's at his shop and you didn't, you were sort of like secretive about it, or for some reason you didn't want it getting out. Yeah. Uh, for for whatever reason, legal or some shit, um, insurance reasons, whatever it may be. Group chat. Whatever it may be, you know, if it's if it's social or if it's serious. Um, and someone came into the shop and he just allowed them to take photos of it. Uh, you wouldn't be very happy about that. No, no. Because no. then, like, you, you feel like, you know, the person's not really um, respecting your confidentiality, you know. But that's the, that's the thing. That's the hallmark of a professional. Yeah. Don't fuck with my customers' things. I feel no so privileged every time he invites me to the back of, like, yeah. the workshop. And that's rare. And when he goes, he, <laughs> he's like, oh, come through. And I'm like, are you sure? Is this a trap? <laughs> are you gonna slap me and be like you should have known better yeah well <laughs> I, what i found with with him particularly is don't question him yeah if he says something just, just do it <laughs> you're in his domain you know he's yeah. he's he's like let's say let's say you're mario and he's bowser but mm. you're the bad guy <laughs> what <laughs> what <laughs> kind of analogy is that i, I, I don't, underst- don't know i don't understand what that means I, i'm bowser because i screwed up my zx yeah and he fixed it so i'm the bad guy in this story but yeah i i really appreciate him and the work he does um i just like to think that you know the reason you a, why you have a cracker joke in front of him and yeah he got, he, he, and, he's, he's a, he's and, a funny guy and like he doesn't completely understand that it's a joke yeah, if, if the joke's borderline and he doesn't really like, and he, his face goes serious and it like takes a few seconds for him to realize that you're making a joke. Yeah, and then he like cracks up and you're like, oh thank god. Yeah, oh, yeah. Thank god. There's there's a bit of that like oh, tension, fuck. you know, like, <laughs> oh god. But then he cracks a joke and I'm thinking he like he's so serious that like I don't get the joke. And I just <laughs> stare at him and I'm like, I'm not sure whether to laugh or run. No, yeah. he's 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 a very cool guy. Um, and yeah, absolutely. He's the only person I trust working on my bikes. Oh, since yeah. since I've taken my ZX to his shop, um, every other bike I've ever had that needed work that I wasn't competent or confident working on, he's he's worked on it. Yeah. So Jason, if you're listening, um, we're done sucking your dick. We'll stop talking about you. Yeah. Um, but shout out to Jason Chit at Straight Four Motorcycles in Clayton. If anyone needs any work done on their bike. Head down there, even if it's work that you don't think might be a mechanical thing. Um, he'll get someone down. He'll he'll just be like, "Oh, I need an auto elect," and he'll just get yep. an auto electrician down to do the job. And um, yeah, prices wise, he's always been ridiculously good. I, you know, like h- probably half the price of a dealership. Yeah, I would say it also scales with the job as well. I mean, you know, like if your bike is severely not roadworthy if you've if you've seriously neglected it and there's a lot of things that need to be done you just have to cop that on the chin that's just that's just a fact like you know oh, yeah. no, yeah, no you, pay, respectful, you pay time and labor yeah. yeah no respectful mechanic will ever should ever allow you to to ride out on a potentially dangerous bike yeah and he you know i believe he would do that you know i've never had a bike that's been disrepair but i know for a fact just based on his personality and and his traits he would get the job done properly and if there was something to be concerned about, he would consult you about it before yeah. you try and tell him, no, nah, don't do that because 
you know, because I'm I'm cheap and I want to save a couple of dollars. He actually he actually asks me all the time. Like when, whenever I go, and he goes, "Hey, do you want it the cheap way?" As in, like, not the cheap way. As in, like, do you want it done? As in, just essentials that need to be done, and he might have some issues in the future. You might have to come back, or do you want it done correctly? Yeah. And I I I'm not dumb, <laughs> so and I don't want to get slapped. Yeah. So I always say correctly. And not just correctly, I say how you want them done because yeah. I, I I I don't know much about yeah me- bike mechanics as it is, but even if I did, I'd still be like, man, to your shop, yeah. you do it how you think it should be done, and I trust in your judgment. So yeah, uh, and I think uh, we've said some things that he will still slap us for. Probably. Um, he'll be like, no, I don't do that. And I, I know we're making it amount to be scary. He's not scary. He's very approachable, very friendly guy. And uh, I encourage a- a- anyone to go down there and uh, have, just have a chat. Don't call him. He doesn't like people calling him. <laughs> I've learned that the hard way. <laughs> you know, what I think it is with he, us. He's okay with calls if, you're, uh, if you have a quick question. Not like a quick bike question, but like, hey, are you free for me to come down? That kind of shit. Yeah. If you go, hey, what do you think I should do to my... Bup, 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 and you just go, stop. <laughs> He's too busy for He's this like, shit. He's like, stop. I, just, just calm down. Yeah. Calm down. I'll chat to you in person. I'll have a look at whatever it is. Yeah. And yeah. Um... And he's uh, he's always pulled through. I, I never had a never had a bad day with Jason. Yeah, I think that's just us though. Like I think, you know, from the people that you sort of like um, meet through the whole bike communities, and you know the the guys that you find riding, and some of the dodgy advice people give you and shit like that. I think it's it could be it's just us. Like I think it's it's in it's in our own minds that we've had all these people who just oh yeah it'll be alright, you know. And then you meet someone who's an actual professional who knows what they're talking about and who takes the job very seriously and you realize, hey, you know, like, you can't just get away with, it'll be all right. I have actually dealt with bike yard, uh, bike yard, backyard mechanics yeah. myself in terms of, like, um, I'll tell you a story. So I've had, remember when I had the F4i for a bit? Yeah. The, my friend's F4i, John Reese. Yep. Um, he, he... This is a friend of mine who used to lend me his bike when I needed it. I very much appreciate that. Uh, did it for ages, actually. It was, it was, um, helped me out quite a bit. And I had that bike for a while, but it was, uh, roadworthy would be an overstatement. Um, I, I think it was mechanically okay, but everything else was just like all over the place. No mirrors. No indicators. Um, shit barely worked, but like the the engine was good. Yeah, yeah. it got me to places. Uh, and I, I think what happened. I tried to remove a mirror. I'm pretty sure. I tried to remove a mirror, and the bolt was so tightly on that I just. Um, I think I threaded it. Yeah. So. I think I was on a ride with someone and they said, hey, you know, uh, my friend wants to come out with us. So the, the friend came out and he was like, oh, yeah, man, come back to mine and I'll get it out for you. What ended up happening is this guy got an easy out oh, stuck shit. in the fucking thread <laughs> on top of that bolt. So not only did you have to get an easy out 
out, you'd have to get the bolt out again. It was double the time and like, oh man, it was ridiculous. I don't know how, I can't remember exactly how I ended up getting it out. I think I might have gone to Jason. Jeez. I'm not too sure. And I think I did get slapped for that. But So what would you have to do? Like weld the easy out to the bolt and then remove that? I don't know. Like, I don't how know. How would you even take that it's out? It's fucking tungsten, man. I don't know. I don't know what how you have to do. How would you even do that? Yeah. I don't know. But this guy got a easy out tip stuck because it was so brutal. It just broke off. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. So you got it stuck in the bolt and then, yeah, I had a easy out in the bolt that was stuck. That was damn stuck to the bike. And that's <laughs> so the thing, you know, just, like old bikes, oh old parts, God. old bolts, things get rusty, seized, you know. It's like it's like our friend Sam always says, you can never use too much W forty. That's true. It's true. You know, especially on your tires, because your tires and rims they, they conduct W forty. We we established this tire two or three years ago. Shine. Oh yeah, and tire shine, that is. Um, if you spray that on the rims, oh sorry, on the tires, the rims actually absorb some of it as well. For, for later use, you know? Yep. Don't, don't do that, guys. Don't actually spray tie shine on your, on your tires. Why not? Why not? Oh, well, it depends what kind of life you want to live. You know, if you want to live the grippy boy life or Tokyo Drifter, it just, uh, I guess it goes with your personality. Tell me more about Tokyo Drifter in Japan. Tokyo Drifter in Japan. So, a couple of my friends actually just got back from Japan and... They rented out a couple cars. They had a 34 GDR and a, um, a Supra twin turbo that they took out for a spin. And they went to try to find out some of that, you know, some of the famed Japanese car culture. And it actually wasn't very hard to find. They said there's this, there's this car park, this really popular car park. And I forgot what the name is, um, but it's basically a spiral. And in the middle of the spiral, there's a massive car park. So the only place... You can, you can reach this place from like you have to get on this like highway and it goes up and then you spiral like two and a half rings down into a car park and it's just car meets every single night FDs Hondas we're talking about Supras everything everything you can imagine Daihatsu's even done up pretty sick so the Tokyo Drifter life is well and truly still alive I mean I didn't even realize how alive it was until I saw some of these photos I thought you know, it's just like a, like, it's like a phase, you know, car culture is kind of, you know, like we're all going electric soon. What does that mean for enthusiasts and shit? But nah, man, it's pretty big over there. It's pretty big. And even the shops, like you, you walk into the shops and there's parts everywhere, apparently like, you know, headers and turbo manifolds and whatever you want, really. How would you, how would you feel if we had a three story warehouse full of bike parts, all sorts Everything you can imagine. That would be pretty cool. be pretty mental. Yeah. I can just see one guy, like, you know, in the middle of the thing, like, in the middle of that car park, just going, Ha, ah, we got Hondas, we got <laughs> Mazdas, we got turbos, so many turbos. Look at that turbo over there. That turbo is huge. Look at it. It's bigger than my plate. Ah, we got... Civics and Skylines, we got oh, uh, we got Euro cars too. We don't discriminate. Oh, oh shit! Get in here, Mercedes and Lambos. Flashy lights. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Get in here bef- be- be- before it closes. It's so. But awesome. it never does. Yeah. 
Oh, so mental. And the bike scene as well is really, really big out there as well, you know. Mass group rides and you got the the Bosuzuku loud boys, they roll around like revving and shit like that. It's it just seems like a really good time out in Japan. And you know, apparently like the police in Japan don't really care about your modified vehicle that much. They care about your behavior. Mm. I think that's one thing that our laws here are kind of like, you know... Prevention. Yeah. You know, like, we've got this this huge stigma, like, oh, you know, you've got new rims in your car, so it must be modified. Let me just stick a mirror under it and, and roll that little poly thing to see how low it is and defect you on everything, you know, like... It's just, it's just so crazy, like, you know, to think that Australia does have a really big car culture and what that actually means for the government is economy. You know, yeah. We contribute to the economy based on our, you know, our hobbies and, you know, people go racing and track days and shit like that. Like, you should be sponsoring people like that, really. You should be, I wouldn't say encouraging, like, you know, the street behavior side of things. I get that. But you shouldn't be, like, criminalizing these people either, you know. Look at Japan, you know. Super low crime rate. People have fun. Nothing ever goes wrong, really. You know? Why can't we have that here? Do they actually have a super low crime rate? Yeah, from what I gather. Let me look it up. Everyone's really polite in Japan. They said every shop in Japan, get this right, shops in Japan have theme songs for the shop. How crazy is that? And everyone's like ultra polite. Apparently, even if like you just walk into the shop, people are already saying, oh, thank you for coming in. You know, let me show you around or let me suss this out. It's it's just like, it's just a really happy, friendly place. And I'm like, man, I think the whole world could benefit from a bit of Japanese culture. I think that's what everyone's missing right now. It says, Japan is safe. Safer than most countries, most foreigners. Japan, oh, sorry. Japan is safe, safer than the country's most foreigners in Japan hail from, but feeling of safety makes it easy to grow too comfortable, too complacent. And that's where the danger lies. Japan's crime rate might, may be low, but crime still exists. So yeah, it's a, uh, yeah. it is a low one. You know, this one's just talking about, um, yeah, the crime rate in Tokyo. Japan's national crime rate is well below the U S national average. Recent statistics indicate that there is an average of three robberies per 100,000 individuals. Wow. Wow. That's, uh... That's nothing, man. That's pretty low. On the grand scale of things. 100,000 people. Only three of them. Only rob- three. Only three of them rob shit. And who knows if those three people might be, like, super poor or some shit. Yeah. You know? That's crazy. Yeah, but it's, that's crazy. There seems to be no real culture to it. Um... Uh, so Tokyo's Tokyo's crime seems to be decreasing with 31,000 crimes reported in 2016 compared to 38,000 crimes reported in 2012 so what are they doing differently how many murders in Japan in 2017 just three people were killed in shooting incidents in Japan the National Police Agency announced that there were only 22 shooting crimes throughout Japan. In the whole country? In one whole year? These are defined as cases where people with firearms cause death, injury, or property damage. Wow. That's, that's crazy. But exclude accidents and suicide. Oh, actually, suicide rate in Japan is pretty high, isn't it? I'm not sure. I know they've got a declining population, but... 
I don't blame them. Like, I mean, Japan itself is very populated for the sort of footprint area of the actual country, you know? Like, they, they've got a lot of people that live there. I mean, that's that's a given, but... Oof, that's a that's an intense number. In 2014, on average, 70 Japanese people committed suicide every day. But the majority were men. 71% of suicides in Japan were male. Wow. It, it is the leading cause of death of men in age 20 to 44. Wow. Ugh. I know Finland's Why would that crazy. be? Well, that's the thing. Like, from what I see in Japan, like... Is it population? Maybe population. Maybe it's, like, overstimulation even. You know? Because they did speak about it. It's one of the safest countries in the world. Things are all in good. In terms of crime. Yeah, in terms of crime. That's right. Um, but you also... But you might like, not you know, be safe from yourself if you live in Japan. True. Like, because... Let's, let's consider, like, you know, what would drive someone to, to suicide? Like, usually it's... It's loneliness. High, yeah, it's it's very high levels of emotional uh, distress. You know, um, it could be because it seems like Japan and well, people in Japan, like Japanese uh, people. <laughs> Why am I trying to reiterate this so many ways? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just spit it out, bro. Just get on Just with it. Do it. Um, it seems like they have so many things they can do. You know, like the, the shops that my friends went to. They went to arcades. They went to a lot of fun places. There's so much happening there. There's so many things to do. And I think sometimes all that overstimulation, when you're accustomed to it, when you get used to it, you get comfortable and complacent. I think you can actually get bored of life over a certain time. Mm. I think that might be kind of an influence, but it could also be loneliness, you know. Um, I know that Japanese people are not interested in getting in relationships because... um, Well, actually, I don't even know the reason why, to be honest. I know that relationships are like on a decline, that their population's rolling back. There are actually more people die each year than what people are born. And it's got to be with like population. It's got to be with like, I guess, living spaces and just, you know, too many people, I guess. I think there might, it might be a, a population thing. Yeah. <clears throat> it might also be, because I, I watched a few documentaries about um, the sex industry in Japan, which I love. It's huge. Yeah, I fucking love that shit. I love watching like weird sexual documentaries about random places in the world because the way they do it there, um, they don't just have like brothels. That's everywhere. Yeah. But they have like places where you can go and hug. Yeah. You know, it's like it seems like there's so many people that and most and the culture may be very work life driven yeah true. so they don't focus on finding someone and they don't make time for it and they don't really it's not priority and yeah. because you don't prioritize that there's a part in you that wants that and because you haven't made the time to pursue it when you do need it you find yourself lonely and alone and um you know uh that's why you go to a place and pay money to hug or stare into someone's eyes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and those, man, like, I watched this documentary uh, by Vice. And there, and there was this place where they hug and, like, uh, they do a few different things. And it's, it. I want to say it's weird, but it, I don't know. I kind of get it. 
it's sort yeah. of it, like the the guy walks in, and they film they film most of it, and they they do like a, a the first thing is like um, uh, you have a chat, yeah, right, um, about your day, like you'll vent to them. The guy didn't speak Japanese, so all he did was sit there, and she started like massaging him, like you know, he, like he like laid down, and she just started massaging him. Then she like. Um, she sat on the ground. It's like they don't stand up at any point. She's sitting down the whole time. It's like a room full of dunas and shit. It's like a yeah, it's like a sleepover. Yeah. And um, he like laid in her lap, not laid in her lap, but like he put his head in her lap as she's like sitting there cross-legged and shit. And she's like massaging his head and just like making like noises. She's like making like me 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 like that kind of I getting don't comfortable. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's like sort of like the the it's coming from the deprivation thing yeah. where you don't have that person to sit there and like, you know, sweet talk you or make yeah, cute noises yeah. or whatever. So she's simulating that with no emotion. Huh. It's so weird. And maybe she had a little bit of maybe she's putting a little bit of heart into it, but just it seemed like it was quite um clinical. Yeah. But yeah. the the environment was quite comforting, right? And she's like, you know, massaging his head. Then she's like massaging his back and he's like laying down. And then um and then like they they sit up across from each other and they hug. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> they hug for a while and she like says random stuff and she's like talking in Japanese to him and she's just sort of like you know quietly whispering and just it's just like and she's a terrible Japanese impression I'm sorry but it's she's sort of doing that right like really soft spoken and then they do like a three minute thing at the end or like I don't know how long it goes for I think it's three minutes where they lay down side like face to face they lay down and then just stare at just stare and they just stare and make eye contact and sort of like that replenishes your need for eye contact yeah so that's how deprived people are that they need to go to a place and replenish their eye contact needs yeah after all that as well i can see like you know because it makes sense so much to because if you you work all day yeah and you go home to your tiny ass apartment and you see so many people every day crossing the street and there's so many people and you're like, who the fuck around here would love me? Yeah. And, I, yeah. and there's just too many to choose from that, you know, when you're presented with too many options, you oh, just don't yeah. choose. That's right. So. Yeah, actually, that's a fair point. Yeah. That's a fair point. So there's, there's so much stimulation from other sources that your basic human needs are often neglected. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So the fact that you need that kind of service, and I think that service is quite good. I'm not saying that service is weird and shouldn't be happening. I I think it's necessary, but why is it necessary? That's that's the part that I want to get to. The, yeah. The, yeah. The why is it necessary, and what's well, it seems like a mental health thing, you know, like of course it is. Like you feel, you know, you feel lonely and and I guess in some sort of way like desperate, you know, like you you've. You're surrounded by people and no one makes eye contact. It's, it seems like kind of a bit of a cold world as opposed to all the flashy lights and everything's glitzy and everything's happy and shit. You know, you're mm. only happy so much before you get home and realize you're all alone again. Mm. There's you know? the hire a friend service 
which is like you you know you're at work and shit and all the workmates are like hey we're gonna go down to this bar after work and yeah. you hire someone to come down and pretend to be your friend so that your workmates think that you are, you have a very good social life yeah shit yeah there's another one for women because um uh same thing for girls right they they're deprived of a, a relationship but Girls don't really need the sexual part. They, some of them do, but most yeah. of them, what they really need is the, the emotional side of it, right? And feeling like there's someone that like they can chat to, like a guy that they can chat to, and like yeah. you know hang out with them. So there's the, um, basically hiring a male escort that doesn't have sex with them, just goes out with them, to clubs. Yeah. Right, so you you would hire them to go. Yeah, cool. Meet me at this place, and you meet them there, and you're you're a chick, right? You meet them there, and yeah. you have drinks with them. You chat, they laugh, they crack jokes. They ha- you have a great time, and then at the end of the night, you, you know they're paid, and that's it. Then they're gone. Hire a boyfriend. Yeah, hire a boyfriend for a night, but they don't like like guys. We need we need to fuck. Oh, of course. Women, I don't think they need it as much. It's not. Yeah. It is an. It is a need, but it's 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 not priority. The priority yeah. is that feeling of like I have a guy here. He's having a good time with me. I'm having a good time with him. He's attractive. He's buying me drinks. Oh, that's another thing. So you, the girl is paying them, right, for this service, but they're the ones buying them the drinks. The guy's buying the drinks okay. the whole time. The guy's buying the drinks with her money. Right? Like, but, you know, like, you basically go, um, okay, the, the total service is going to be $500. $100 of that is for me to buy you drinks. Okay. And it's so that the girl feels like she has a guy who's supporting her and, and buying her stuff and all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, geez, man. It just sounds like, yeah, they, they lack companionship. Yeah. Yeah. So with every happy country happy lifestyle happy culture there is a dark side to it of course and that dark side i think is becoming people are not they're not interested in relationships because they've seen too many of them fail yeah because too many people around them are just not working out properly um people don't have time for each other full time you know you have a boyfriend you have a girlfriend you need to make time for them. That takes a big chunk out of your life. Yeah. And unless you live in a place like here, you know, or somewhere that's similar, then you can't afford to actually give them that time and you end up breaking the relationship. So I guess they go through those cycles, meeting people, liking them, deciding to be together, and then going, I don't have time for you. And then breaking yeah. up, right? So they keep doing that until they're like, you know what? I'm not interested in relationships. I just want to go down to the brothel and have sex with some chick and the next day I want to go down and just hug and for a girl I just want to go to a club on you know my my days off and uh, hang out with my girlfriends and have this guy there who I won't tell anyone that he's an escort yeah and he'll just be my fun friend that I can replenish that need from yeah. I, I don't know how effective that would be because at the end of the day, you know it wasn't real. Yeah. But maybe there is a part of you that can be tricked. Yeah, perhaps, you know, like, I know, like, when you when you say it that way, like, when you kind of explain, um, you know, what what they kind of go through and, and all that stuff, 
you can kind of relate that all that same stuff to here i mean like you know apart from like school you know when you go to like school high school uni and all that business it's like you don't seem to meet a lot of other people outside of like those sort of um i guess like what do you call like a like a social gathering places you know like you don't just go to a club and, and make 10 new friends you know not particularly in melbourne like I can I can imagine how that can how that actually functions. Hmm. Yeah. You know, it does sound a bit strange to us because obviously we're not from there. It's kind of like masturbation. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's sort of like it's a band aid. It's a need, right? And you can actually trick yourself into fulfilling that need, but the minute it's over, you're back to reality, and you know what just happened. Shit. And you know it wasn't real, and you're back to being lonely and sad. Yeah, if that's what you're trying to cover up. You yeah. Know? If yeah. it's just a sexual thing, then you fine. You just go to bed. But it, if you're if you're lonely and you're like, fuck, man, I would I would love to have a girl here. You know, we can hang out, we can talk, we can have great chemistry, and we can just watch a movie and then go back and just have sex, and it's gonna be mad and. You know, I can just scratch this itch, right? Yeah. And you can trick yourself by bypassing all that. And then the minute it's done and fulfilled, you go back to reality and you're possibly ashamed or possibly sad again or lonely again. Yeah. But you keep going back. Just That's crazy. Just like that brothel. Just like that hugging place. That's crazy. You know, yeah. you get the need. You know how to f- scratch that itch. You know it's not real, but when that need takes over, you don't care. You go and do it, but when it's fulfilled, you're back to reality. You're back to being sad, and that's why that may not stop suicide. You may be suicidal mm. because you're so lonely. You fulfill that need, but it's not going to... As soon as you're back to reality, um, in the time it takes between you um, needing it and not needing it, and then back to needing it, the part where you're not needing it, when you're in reality and you're like, this is what I, this is what I've had to do to fulfill that need. I had to trick myself. Yeah. I know I'm going to do it again. And there, and there seems to be no way out and no hope. So I may as well just end it. Yeah. Damn. It's pretty lonely. It is pretty grim. Yeah. Uh, but that's probably how it works. Probably. But that's crazy. Yeah. Cause, um, do you think it's also like a, um, could it be living like, expenses like living like the price of actually just just living in japan being a resident maybe you know because i actually uh, don't know what i don't but the are. thing is uh the dep- depression and suicide rates are a lot lower in poor people true because they communicate with each other more there's more community that's right and i guess that's what they're lacking the ones who kill themselves the most are the mid- middle class yeah. followed by the high class and then um, last coming in, the poor. The yeah. poor are doing the best in actually in all parts of the world. That's one thing that you can't change from, due to culture. Yeah. The poor are always happier most of the time. On average, there's, 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 less, um, there's more acceptance to their... I think the middle class lie to themselves the most. Yeah. Uh, the higher class, the, the, the top... The top of the top will still lie to themselves, but I think the middle class are the ones at risk the most because they are just high enough that they're not poor, 
but they're not high enough because they can see other people above them. So you don't get the community because you've engulfed yourself into your work life to become a middle-class person. Yeah. And it's sort of a, like a, you know, it's a chain reaction. So would you say like the fix to this is like basically do your own thing? No, no, absolutely not. Not don't do your own thing. Um, communicate and and yeah. immerse yourself in a community as much as possible. Yeah. Find something that other people do and do that as well and find some sort of purpose. And that's exactly why we do these pods. You, uh, you have to you have to um encase yourself in some sort of meaning. Yeah. Find meaning. That's really what you have to do if you're in those cases where you're feeling um alone and you're feeling like you're the only person in your in your position and there's no hope and no one wants to communicate with you and you don't have a girlfriend, you don't have a boyfriend, you don't have a wife or husband or whatever. You don't have kids if you're older and you're looking for kids. Yeah. Um, the only way to actually break out of that is to look at your life, look at what you're prioritizing, sort of like what you're... Most of the people I speak to about this um, make up excuses as to why they're prioritizing things that they aren't looking for the most. So, like, uh, my top three things are I want to have money, I want to be comfortable in my lifestyle, and I want to have social gatherings and, like, feel like I have friends. And then you go, okay, so you want kids, right? And they go, yeah. But, you know, I just can't do that at the moment because of my career. I work this many hours a week. And they sort of make up excuses as to why they haven't done it yet. And they keep telling themselves it's going to happen. But the longer you wait, the more your social skills and your romantic skills atrophy. Yeah. Just like a muscle that's in a cast. If you keep waiting and go, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. um, You end up with a lot of money. That's, That's all you end up with. Yeah. Just a lot of just numbers on your phone in a bank somewhere and that's it. Well, I guess that's why self-reflection is so important, guys. You know? Yeah. You got to look at yourself, I guess, often enough to uh, to realize that you just need to change it up. Once I, th- in a while. I think the worst thing that can, that can happen to a person is um, post-trauma, they decide that I'm just going to be a loner. I'm just going to mm. do my own thing. I'm just going to focus on my own stuff. And I'm just... In theory, that sounds good because then you're working on yourself and you're reflecting and all that. But if you do that too extremely um, to the point where you're isolating yourself and you're not communicating and you're not just communicating as in talking, but communicating from the word of community. Yeah. Right? If you're not actually like... Um, if you're not... Immersing, immersing yourself in some sort of community, then what happens is you create an echo chamber yeah. of yourself and all your thoughts stay within you, unable to get out, and you start telling yourself things, and the more you tell yourself things, the more you believe in them, and the, the more you believe in them, the more you tell yourself things. And yeah. ideas can start feedback looping onto themselves, and most of the time, they're not good ideas. Um, you know, you can your, your self-worth goes down exponentially the more time you spend away from community, Yeah. Uh, because you feel worthless, you feel meaningless. Even if you find worth to yourself, between you and yourself, 
um, psychologically, it's been proven over and over that um, humans uh, get their purpose from feeling like other people need them. Yeah. Well, that makes perfect sense in this dialogue then. Yeah. If you can't prove to yourself that someone relies on me, or at least one person, you know, yeah, then you sort of just downward spiral. It's like a, you know, like those sad stories you hear about, um, or, you know, poor country, let's say Thailand or whatever, and um, the dad dies or the dad runs away or whatever, gets killed, some shit like that. And the little girl has to take care of her dying mum. Yeah. Right? And the little girl is like 12, 13, 14, has to work, has to go out in fields all day and whatever. But she's content. She feels like she has purpose. That's she, right. She, she has drive. And then when her mum dies, two things can happen. <clears throat> Either she loses that drive and goes back to nothing or remembers that drive that she got from feeling purpose and continues on with whatever she was doing and builds herself a very successful empire. Yeah. Um, that happens all the time where pe- successful people go, you know, I started from humble beginnings and it wasn't that it's a humble beginning that gave them the drive. It's the fact that they had nothing else other than... Yeah the thing that they did, whatever it is, that built their success because it gave them meaning. Yeah. So when you lose meaning, you lose purpose. And when you lose purpose, you see yourself as worthless. Yeah. I think you're absolutely correct. Yeah. And I think the, 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 the worst thing you can do to yourself after going through trauma is isolating yourself and going and convincing yourself that you're actually doing something quite smart and intelligent by going, wait, I'm an, I'm a human being. I'm technically an animal, but I'm intelligent and I'm so intelligent. And I think I'm ahead of my time. I'm so intelligent that I'm actually going to bypass the human condition and I'm going to just do my own thing and work on myself and all that. And you tell yourself all these things, but I don't think that um, people give that concept too much thought, the human condition. Because we talked about this the other time. What is the human condition? It's the thing that, you know, there's been whole religions constructed just around finding out how to um, cope with the suffering of the human condition and the fact that you are going to die and why were you even put here and what's the purpose of you even being here and all that. So there's whole systems constructed just to find out the reason and not just the reason, but a mechanism, a, a guidance, a practice, a discipline to cope with the suffering of being right. So if you, you know, some 20 something year old, um, 30 something year old go, I'm just going to be a loner now. I'm just going to do my own thing. I don't need anyone. I'm just going to work on my own thing. I'm just going to quietly just be the quiet achiever in the background and, you know, do that. Like, what are you actually doing? Are you hoping that someday someone's going to notice your achievements after all this time? And you go, yeah, see, I showed you. Is it that? 
because that's still unhealthy. You're you're removing yourself from it just so you can jump back in at a later date. It yeah. doesn't work like that because you depress yourself in the in the in the in the present moment. Yeah, I, I think it's funny because you just broke down what I said last time, which is um, I think the you know the the purpose of I guess like life is to to find meaning. You know, I kind of said um, we don't have a purpose or, or a meaning we've got to make one and i guess like the the goal is to keep creating those for as long as you can do you think msr is in a small way um allowing people who don't really have much of a social community to f- find that purpose Absolutely. and find that meaning i believe that that's probably the foundation of the idea that started in the first place mm-hmm. you know people getting into a hobby not knowing is this um, is this thing that people do, is this popular? You know, do, do people other others like me out there? Let's find out. You know, let's start this thing. Let's start this network, this this branch, and it's just taken off and gone crazy. And like, you know, people can say whatever they want. You know, but the fact of the matter is, there's a lot of members now in MSR, and it's given everyone a hub that if they want to find new friends, if they want to go for rides. If they want to just just chit chat or, or even just troll and shit talk, you can do all that, and someone will care. Mm. You ever had someone come up to you at a at a at a ev- event or a meet, and you initially have just a nice casual chat, and they end up like venting to you about their life? It happens. It happens all the time to me. It happens, and I very much enjoy those moments. Yeah. Yeah. I um I've had. People, you know, much older. Yeah. Could be, you know, like in their 40s or something. Vent to me about, you know, their ex-wife. Or how they had to... Or they haven't, they haven't seen their kid in a while. Yeah. Or, you know, how they... Um, you know, how their life's going at the moment. Or how they're feeling. Or how much they've been drinking. And, you know, how they sleep. Um, you know, they can't, they can't sleep without, you know drinking heaps and um, how they're going through court cases and just blowing all their life savings on court fees. Shit. And, um, yeah, that story's been said to me too many times by guys, unfortunately. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't had too many, um, you know, vents from females because they're less likely to be able to meet. And yeah. also when they are, they're less likely to just want to open up about something because it takes longer for them to actually get that out because it's more painful to them emotionally. Yeah. But I bet it's a, it's a similar idea. I agree, yeah. And yeah, MSR is one of those hubs that, you know, for things that we're interested in, you know, you're there for people, you know, unknowingly, I guess. You join up with, with I guess, no expectations of, of anything. You go to a mm. meet and you, you make some new friends and things just start rolling from there you know like mm. it's that's that's exactly what uh what i think is lacking mm. you know in japan and stuff like that the community people bonding together over some common goals or interests we all need that we don't know it but we do you seen the uh documentary about um of overpopulated rats, overpopulated no. mice. No. Uh, not a documentary, it's like an experiment, so I misspoke. I'll just look it up right now. I'll just quickly try and show you. Damn. I think it's... Um, 
mice and over population experiment. There you go. Hmm. What's this about? Man, your lava lamps are tripping me out. Yeah? You, yeah. You're liking the lava lamp? The middle one's gone up. Oh, I need to put a new one in it. Yeah, the, the one on the left, because it's got so many small yeah, little yeah. bubbles. <laughs> it looks like, they look like grapes. Yeah. I feel like having grapes now. <laughs> uh, I'll just read this quickly. What does utopia look like for mice? According to a researcher who did most of his work in the 1950s throughout the 70s, um, it might include limitless food, of course, multiple levels and secluded little rodent condos. I guess like apartments for rats? Yeah, yeah. Rats? These were all a part of John John's experiment to study the effects of population density on behavior. But what looked like a, a rat utopia and mouse, mouse paradise at first quickly spiraled into an out-of-control, overcrowding, eventual population collapse and seemingly sinister behavior patterns. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, let's see. Damn, man, if, if mice can't get along from overpopulation, how, how do we expect to? Yeah. Um, uh, cow, cow bounds. How do you say? Is that cow bound? Cow is it Calbound or Calhoun? Your Calhoun. Kinda... I can't see if it's a... It's a bit further away. Yeah, it's too far away for me. I think it looks like Calhoun. Uh, let's see. Okay. Calhoun's. Oh, oh yeah. Cal Calhoun's experiments, which started with rats, and, um, with rats in an outdoor pen... And moved to mice at the, uh, the National Institute of Mental Health during the early 1960s, where interpreted at the time as evidence of what could happen in an over overpopulated world. The unusual behaviors observed were dubbed behavioral sinks. Um, uh, term caught in popular culture, according to a paper published in Journal of Social History, the work tapped into era feelings dread crowd. I'm trying to get to the main Damn, gist of it. There's a lot of uh, trying to get to the main <laughs> fucking thing of it. There's, there's a lot of temptation explains overcrowded, but that the isolation enabled aggressive mice to stake out territory and isolate the beautiful ones. She writes. Instead of a population problem, one could argue that Universe 25 had a fair distribution problem. I don't know what that so means. So basically, it's trying to say that with our population... Let's just watch the video. Mice formed gangs? The work of Dr. John Calhoun of the National Institute of Health in Washington, D.C. has attempted to answer this question. In a unique experiment that took years to complete, Dr. Calhoun used white mice to study population growth. Damn, this is a really old experiment. Old school. In addition to his renowned research papers, the mouse testing of 300 days found a population of mice leveling off. This was called the equilibrium period. Notice. Violence became prevalent. Oh shit. So violence became prevalent? Excess males strive for acceptance, were rejected, and withdrew. 
Huddling together, they would exhibit brief flurries of violence among themselves. But still. So violence and all that stuff. So I'm just gonna skip to the end and watch the end. Yeah. That was in the 60s, they sang this to many people. Damn. When there was like less than 2 billion or some shit. Oh, I don't know. Someone hey, now look at us. And so there you have it. There is no such thing as utopia. Well, they basically, the, what I'm understanding is they tried to per create the perfect environment for them. And allowed their population to um, get like you know more and more dense, yeah. By providing them with food and shelter and all that stuff, and um, and I'm guessing they found that they the they started getting aggressive against each other, being more isolated yeah. and outcasted and rejected and depressed, and there was you know it's not really utopia anymore. Yeah, damn. You know what I think we should do. I think, um, I think, and this is not a popular opinion at all, at all, like, people, like, that I know personally completely disagree, even though they agree, but they disagree at the same time. <laughs> um, we should only have one kid for, like, or no kids for maybe 100 years. Yeah, but look at it this way, like, with the current trend of, like, rising Just half living, the population. Half yeah. it. Half like, it. You need a half it or less. I think yeah. I think one billion on Earth would be great. Yeah. How great would that be? Because, like, you have all these resources. I mean, even one billion might be a bit too much. But, like, let's say one billion. You know, you just have one kid or no kids, and you are rewarded by the government if you have no kids. Yeah. Or some sort of scheme. You're rewarded by giving, given less, like less taxes or some something, whatever, um, and you still get to be with someone. You still get to, you know, live your life happy, but you know, to live your life happy, what is that? You need to fulfill basic human needs, which is procreation. You want to procreate, but because resources are so limitless at the moment. It's gotten out of hand. Yeah. And anytime I speak to someone about this and I go, hey, so how many kids do you want? And they go, oh, especially girls. Girls are the worst with this. They go, oh, I want like three, two or three, maybe four. And I go, all right, well, how about you just have one? Yeah. And they go, why? And I explain that to them. And they go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But uh, I want to have three. And everyone goes, I'm not the problem. I'm not the problem. Every single person you speak to, I'm not the problem. Everyone else should just, everyone else should do this. 
but I want to get to have three or four. And even if you don't have three or four, you have two, that's neutral. You got, you made two people out of two people. That's not making the problem any better. Yeah. Um, if you have one person, then cool. You've just, you're in the, in the positive by one. If you have no kids at all, you're in the positive by two. You've eliminated two people and no one had to die. I mean, people died yeah. in the end, but they died naturally. Um, if you had three, you're in the negative by one. You're adding You're adding to the problem by one. Um, yeah. And any more you have than two, I think, look, if you want kids, just have two. Maximum. Yeah. If you have one, even better. But just have two. No need for more. What do you... It, are you what are you fucking special? Well, what's your <laughs> DNA made out of gold? Oh. You need to fucking perpetuate it into the in, into the empty darkness of the universe. Like what? What are you? What kind of like what kind of genetic line do you think you have that you? Uh, we're, we're so stuck up. See, I get I get what you're saying. Like that's that's a very um, it's a very logical way of putting things you know and that's the thing these days it's like we we've you know people they don't want to hear that look do i like the idea of having five me's look running around no i do oh shit i okay. do i i fucking do man that's an <laughs> amazing idea if five? i if i can take care of them heck man if that... i can take care of them you know oh, i th- i feel personally like that would just It'd be too crazy. Like, I don't want to sound like it would an be absolute nuts. piece of crap right now. It would be nuts. I don't want to sound like a terrible dude, but like, how do you, how can you devote so much attention to so many people? Like, that's five people who you need oh, to... Oh, you'd have no life. Yeah. Like, imagine this, right? So you need to... You'd have to... no life. You'd be a shut in. You'd be, <laughs> you'd be in your own bubble yeah. until they're all above their twenties and then they move out and then you're just back into the world. Yeah, you like, pop out and you're yeah, like, holy you're shit, like, what, where, the, where, what the, where am I? Yeah. You know, that kind of shit. Of course, that would happen. But I'm saying in a perfect world, would I like... I'm not talking about the whole long haul. Yeah. I'm talking about give me a single moment, okay? Just give me a vision of me and my wife who may or may not be Allie, right? Yeah. If, it, if it's not her, I don't give a shit. It, it just give me that vision, me with someone I love that yeah. stuck around for me. And I stuck around for them. Yeah. And I'm surrounded by five kids that are all just having breakfast in the morning. Everyone's happy. No one's fighting. And everyone's just having a great time. And I'm looking around. And I'm just going, all these, like, they, they're part of me. Yeah. And that's an amazing vision. And I think girls, in particular, fixate too much on that vision. Yeah. They miss all the you know, work that goes into it, they miss yeah. all the downsides of that. And, you know, like if I had five kids, the idea sounds amazing, but then you analyze it and you go through it and you, you sort of start thinking about what do I need to do to get to that point? Yeah. What do I need to do to make sure they're all safe and, you know, and financial security and all that stuff. And then it gets to a point where you're like, um... Yeah, maybe not five. I can't do five. I would love that as an idea, but it's it's just not logical. Like, it's what am I feasible, doing? Yeah. Do I live on a fucking island that I, <laughs> I need a, I need five kids to farm with me? Like, it's yeah. just it. It's in our genetics. It's in our DNA. It's part of instinct because it's it it's it was seen as a good thing back in the day. Yeah. Because 
half your kids died. That's true. Before they became 18. That's true. Or whatever age it is. You know, like, you know how they say the, the, the median, or not the median, the average age, the average life expectancy of people used to be like 30? Yeah, bro. That's not actually true. It is, but it isn't. It's only 30 because of infant mortality and young children dying. Yeah. But um, generally, if you can get to the age of two, three, four, and even in your teens, there's a good chance you're going to make it to your 60s and 70s and even yeah. further if, uh, sometimes. You know, there are, um, you know, anomalies that, like, you know, outliers that live... You know, they have village elders. Village elders have always been a thing. Yeah. How do they exist if we only live to 30? True. That's So people always go, oh my God, you get to 30, you get to 30 and you die? No. It's just that averaged out, people yeah. only live to 30. You because know, five or six, hmm? like one makes it that far. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So if you have, so people were having kids all the time. People would just have like 10 kids. And just be popping them out. 15 kids, 20 kids, whatever. Just keep popping them out. Because only four or five of them are going to really make it to an adult age. Yeah. They either die before birth. They die upon birth. They die during the infancy. Yeah. They, they die in their toddler life. You know, like, and they just don't make it. Yeah. But these days, we still have the, the instinct to do that. We still have the instinct to just keep making kids. But, but the, we've got the means to make him alive as well. Exactly. So the, the, the conscious mind is like, I don't want to have all these kids. Hmm. I don't want to actually have five kids that all make it to the age of 20. But at the same time, your instinct is like, well, they're not. Just, just try to picture this, though. Like, can you imagine five kids? That's five personalities, five sets of entire life histories that you must remember now. Yeah. That's crazy, man. I don't know Fuck if I can that. devote that much attention. I don't know if I can remember their birthdays, let alone all yeah. the other shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't want to sound like a bad guy or anything like that, but fuck, dude. Like, knowing five people through and through from, from you know, birth to fucking God knows when, that sounds, a, sounds like a pretty hardcore chore to me. Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, raising one kid to just be a decent human being is hard enough. Yeah. You know, raising two. There's just so much um, attention that's, that's going to Your it. attention is divided by 50%. Yeah. Raising three, you're only giving 33%, and it just keeps getting smaller and smaller. Yeah. By that point, they're raising themselves, you know, like getting to five, five kids. Five kids, that means each one gets 20% of your ability. Yeah. That's if you're giving it 100%. Yeah, and you won't be. You won't be, because you'll be tired. Hell no. You might give them 5%. They'll grow up. They'll get other influences. They'll... See shit. They'll egg each other on. I mean, they'll be fine. There'll they, be a lot of people in the house, you know. They I want to get the chips. Fine. No, I want to get the chips. Neck minute punch on shit. You know, scratches. But people Johnny always, higher, you pe- know? people always imagine those yeah. Christmas gatherings and everyone having a good time and there's so many kids around and like, oh man, they they always imagine them as these amazing things and they are. They, they, they those the occasions where everyone gets together and everyone yeah. has a sense of community and everyone just goes, wow, we're one big family and that's really yeah. cool and brings us together. That that's all beautiful and but shit. We're also, we're also human, man. Yeah, but there's too there's too many downsides to that and yeah. it's not sustainable. No, it used not. to be, not anymore. So, I think, I personally, you know, uh, look, 
I'm exaggerating by saying five kids. No, How many kids mean. do I want to have? Probably three or four. Yeah. Right? But am I going to have three or four? I fucking doubt it, man. Yeah. I'm not going to do that shit. I want to have none. Yeah. I, I actually want to have none. I know I'm going to end up having one or two, but I'm, I, I, like, ethically, fuck veganism, don't have a kid. <laughs> Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. You know yeah. what I mean? I know exactly like, what you mean. fuck, eat all the meat you can. Just stop having kids. Yeah. See, it's it's just crazy. Like, you know, like when I think about all that stuff myself, I only think of like one or two. But even then, like, I know what it was like for me and my sister growing up, you know, parents working this and that. Man, we, we took care of ourselves, you know? Like parents would be there to like um, set us straight. Like when we did dumb shit once in a while. But really, it was just... Me and my sister. Other than the fact that you are damning a being to death by having it, <laughs> um, it's just cruel. Like, to just make them go through life and not be able to give them your full attention. Yeah, and I think there's, yeah, there's so many angles you can look at it, you know? Like, obviously, that's that's where I think, like, wealthy people... And that's just two of you. ...screw up, you know? Because, <laughs> like, wealthy people seem to have, like, lots of kids, and then they're all spoiled and shit, and they, you know, they care about mindless things and then they compete amongst each other and then family feuds and shit and this you know like there's yeah like you're right dude like it seems like overpopulation just too many people it just makes us aggressive it makes us not appreciate one another you know like you don't look at it like oh i've got you know four friends who i care dearly about it's like no i've got a group of like 20 people and like i don't give a fuck if i have a fight with this person or not you know i've got other friends to back me up and shit it's like it, it stops it stops being a um you stop caring so the more of something you have the less valuable it is to you know yeah and like the more you sort of just expand branch out it's like you seem to care less and less but the less of it you have the tighter you hold on yeah yeah and i just i don't know what the answer is yeah i think you just got to appreciate appreciate what everything guess so i think yeah oh look i know you're talking shit but (laughs) there is there is a truth to that you do the the most important thing you have to do is um find meaning in yourself find meaning in other people find purpose and then uh, achieve that purpose or at least pursue it um and if you don't get to that achievement Keep trying until you die. Even if you don't achieve it, it, it'll give you a drive and it'll give you motivation. Yeah. Um, And in the meantime, the most important thing is the experiences and the interactions you have with people around you and how positive they are. That's really what matters. If you think about it, there's a lot of... Some people, some deluded people will tell you there are other things that are important. But even those deluded people have the same needs. And there's no one that was able to bypass it except sociopaths. Sociopaths bypass it in some ways. But I guess even they do have some needs that have something to do with uh, uh, community and all that. They just don't have empathy. Yeah, they don't have empathy and they don't have compassion and they don't have... They're sort of more narcissistic, um, but they still need people to adore them. Yeah, absolutely. So it's more about so, their needs yeah. rather than. But they still need that community. Others. Yeah, they yeah. still need that. They're not. They're not willing to give it out, but they yeah. still want it absolutely, for themselves. Yeah. So it's still like they're still uh, tapped into the grid. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. But so they're, they're kind of like a. 
They're freaking. So how many kids do you want to have? Me? Yeah. Realistically, like one or two. One or two? Yeah, probably like two because I know what it's like. I, I can imagine what it would be like to grow up alone and that would probably suck because, you know, if your parents are working and shit, um, I guess you'd live a pretty, well, not anymore. With technology and shit like that, you'd, you know, like back when I was a kid and stuff, you know, you'd read books and fucking watch movies and play outside in the grass, you know. But nowadays mm. you've got iPads and shit. Kids can keep themselves entertained and educated and stuff. But it's like, I think two is a healthy number because you're basically just replenishing what you're losing at the end of your life cycle. And also it's just, you know, it'll, it'll be good for them to sort of grow up together and shit. We are using know. up resources though. Do you think that That's having true. one is better overall? Yes, I do. Or would you think that the mental health impact on that one kid is too much in the benefit that you would get towards the greater good? Yeah, see... In that saying, like, one kid would be doing the whole planet a lot more favours. And, yeah, with today's technology and shit, like, I think one kid can grow up and not feel neglected or not feel, um, how do I say? Shit. I've, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. But, um, how, how about this? Yeah. This is the, this is the problem I have with veganism. Okay, and just people who are activists in all kinds of ways yeah. in general. Everyone is saying, you know, if everyone just stopped eating meat, if everyone just stopped doing this, if everyone just stopped doing this and this and that and that, oh, we'd be a better, better off society and whatever. Yeah. No one wants to come out and just fucking admit that there are just too many of us doing that. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with eating meat. There's nothing wrong with driving a V8 car to work every day. There's nothing wrong with driving a tank to work every day. <laughs> There's just too many people trying to do it. Yeah, that's right. You know? That is right. Yeah. No one is campaigning or protesting anything to do with population because yeah. straight away you're labeled as a baby killer or someone who's taking human rights away from people, um, trying to make policy and legal, um, you know, using legal power to stop people from having kids. Yeah. And this is not what I'm saying. Uh, if I was given you know, supreme reign over a country, I wouldn't be like, all right, everyone, no more kids. No, no, because I know it's a human need. It's a, it's a human right and it should always be a choice. But I would implement an educational program throughout primary school and high school and to the general public. Subtle, not, not you know, subliminal, but like, it's subtle. It's not in your face. It's just there. Yeah. It's general knowledge, just like science. And it's sort of just telling you, this is the earth. This is how much resources we have. This is how many people we've had in the past year. This is how many people there are in total. And this is how many people existed throughout time. How, 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 long, how long we've been around for and how, what the curve looks like. And the fact that we are running it into the ground if we just keep doing what we're doing. So now that you have all these information, I hope that you make the correct choice. If you make the wrong choice, that's okay. But if you want to be a smart, intelligent, compassionate person towards yourself, 
your kids because your kids are going to live in the world that you're going to create. Yeah. Right. If you want to be a compassionate person towards everyone around you, your kids, everyone that's going to know your kids and, and kids, kids and your kids, just people, the whole race. If you want to contribute well as a member of this human race, you know what to do. Yeah. You know, that, that's what I would do. That's, that's it's sort of education. There are people that won't listen, of course. Let them have more kids. Although that is making more stupid people be prominent in a, <laughs> in the gene pool. I don't know how you get rid of that. Uh, but that will also that'll always be a problem, you know. Yeah. yeah, that'll always be a problem. You'll have less smart people because the smart people will have less kids. Yeah. Um but I think that's a start. You know, yeah. how do you, how do you stop, how do you, um, you know, fix the problem of like, oh, there's too many idiots now? I don't know. And can you fix the problem? Uh, that, that's, that's, that that's for a future, that's for a future person to try and figure out. Yeah. But I think for now, educating people and just going, there are one of you right now. And when you meet another person and put your dick into them and inject them with your cells to interact with theirs, it makes one person. Two people, now you have one person. Two makes one. All right? How many times do you want to keep doing that? Now, there used to be two. Now there's one. Do you want to do that again? Okay, now there's two. Two people from two people. The number is yeah. neutral now. Do you want to have more? Do you want to have less? Just sort of... Not put so many emotions into it because people are like, oh, I just want... I mean, they just straight away start imagining Christmas dinners. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I they totally They just straight away you. start picturing like all the fucking occasions and Easter and, oh, I want to have five kids looking for chocolate eggs. You know? <laughs> like, that's what they start imagining. Yeah. And it's beautiful as a thought, but it is so stupid to fixate on that. Yeah. And... It's sort of like, it's sort of grim, really. It's like, okay, well, I want to enjoy the pleasures of having five kids. So when can I? Well, you can't. Yeah. But if you do the right thing now, your kids may. Yeah. Or your kids' kids or your kids' kids' kids may get that opportunity. So how much do you really love your kids? Or is it just a selfish thing that you want to see and accomplish in your lifetime? Yeah. Is it just a narcissistic um, pride that you have that you want to see your descendants in front of you? Or are you willing to just have one? And, yeah. and, and that one makes another one. And that one makes another one so that other one can, can make five and not have to worry about it and not be detrimental to the environment. And society in general. How how selfless are you? Yeah. That's really the question. And no one wants to answer that question. That's right. Everyone everyone gets uncomfortable when you talk to them about that. See, you know me. Yeah. I've proposed this argument to a pregnant lady. Yeah. Now, that probably seems like the worst person to do it to. <laughs> but I went, I wonder, what would they think? Um, I was met with a blank stare. Oh. A very blank stare. Danger mode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was about to claw my eyes out. <laughs> and I had to explain myself to her that I'm not attacking her. Stop being so self-centered. 
You're not the only pregnant lady right now. Do you know how many people are just popping out of vaginas all around the world? Like, <laughs> you're not special, man. But, but, yeah. but everyone thinks they are. <laughs> you, you're told by biology to think you're special because that's the only way you survive. If you don't think you're special, you're not going to make it. Yeah. Because it takes a special mindset to be successful. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I, don't, I, agree I, don't, I don't really know what to say other than that. Yeah, I think we hit some pretty hard-hitting topics here. Um, pretty, some pretty interesting ones as well. You know, things things to think about and shit like that. You know, it's like, yeah, it is interesting. Like when you when you put it in those sort of ways, and, mm. and you think about the sort of uh, the global scheme of things, just makes you wonder. You know, like, I guess like a question that most people need to answer for themselves is, what's important to you? That's a hard question. That is a very hard question. You know, what what is important to you? I don't know what's important to me. You know, to me personally. If I had to answer that, I'd say it would be skills, experiences, and just, I guess, memories. Yep. Yeah. Those things are really important to me. Like, I want to look back on things, you know, at a future date and say, I've tried everything I possibly could. I've tried to learn things. I've tried to do things, you know, like there's nothing I've not attempted and not, not only just been successful or not successful at, but. Just, just trying things, you know, like, um, for instance, like a lot of people do like, you know, bungee jumping and shit and skydiving. Those are all like seriously like impressive feats and shit. And I think having experiences like that is very important because it defines who you are and like what is important to you. You know what I mean? Like riding bikes as well. It's, it's like that, that shit's like fun as fuck, but most people are terrified of it because it's so dangerous. But it's like, we look at it and we're like, dude, I don't want to lose this part of my life. This is too much fun to me. I've met all these people through it. I've had all these experiences. I've, I've made memories. I've developed skills, which now make me feel really good about myself. Um, you know, like there's, there's the athletic part of it as well. There's the mental side of it. You know, you get confident from like, you know, being able to attack corners and, and freak out. Oh, shit, something jumped out at me. And you, how you handle the situation builds your character. I think those are really important things. Yeah, and to me, so, that's, yeah. yeah, that that means a lot to me personally. So to end it on a good note, yeah. Um, what's the deal with uh, people complaining about coming too quick and then not not continuing after that? How do you do that though? Do what? How do you come quickly? Yeah, no, no. There's some people that do. But how? Like, you get too excited. Shit. Yeah, but like, <laughs> all, right, all right. So I'll, I'll give you the, I'll give you an yeah. example, and, and feel free to uh, give me some personal anecdotes. Yeah. Um, you're doing it. Yeah. Right. You're doing the diddly. Right. And you're having a great time, and um, and, it, <laughs> and it's going really well. Yeah. And it just feels too good in that moment, and you're like, "Fuck, I'm gonna bust some nut." And you, and, and you do it, right? And the girl is upset because to them, that's the end. Yeah. And I never understood that. It doesn't have to be the end, but... It doesn't have to... Exactly. That's what I say. Yeah. That's what I say. You know? Like, me personally, I have an issue of not being able to do it quick enough. Yeah. Well, I'm actually the same. I, I 
think through age, like, isn't it? I think I'm happen? just, I think I'm retarded, right? <laughs> but that's the medical term for it, actually, because yeah. it's premature and retarded, okay? Yeah, yeah. It's either too quick or too slow. I love how these two terms were made up by a chick, you know? You're either yeah. premature or retarded. Yeah, there's no middle ground. There's is there no, there's them? no, hap- there's no fucking winning. It's just like, nah, I, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna complain about you either way. There's no fucking winning, <laughs> right? And and because I'm retarded, I um, get to a point where I'll be frustrated, right? Oh no, don't do that. No, no, no I'm not. No, no, as in, no, no. The, the, the sex has gone well. Oh hell yeah! But I, but in everyday life, I'm like, man, I wish I can just like crank one out in three minutes. I don't want to have, <laughs> I don't want to have to like, I don't want to have to, um, you know, t- make sure there's enough time and do this drawn out process every single time. As as much as it feels great, it's not very practical. Hey, right? I think you need to try some new things, Ben. I, I, so, I can give you one. So I did. I did. I oh, did. Okay. I did. I did try a, a bunch of do, different things, all and right, honestly, right. I don't have to get too crazy. I don't need butt plugs. Oh, uh, shit. All I need is just try different positions. Okay. Nice. I found out that on my side, right side on, I don't use muscles to hold myself up. Yeah. I don't. I'm. I'm a lot more relaxed, so yeah. I'm able to like really just take it in and just enjoy the feeling yeah. and it comes to me way, way quicker. And I found that I can crank it out in like a few minutes. That's sick. Dude, it, that's was, a, it, was, a, it was a game changer. And that's I'm like, mad. oh shit, that's sick. But anyway, that's not, that's not what I was talking about. That's just a side <laughs> thing. What I was talking about is I was speaking to Ali. Yeah. And I was saying to her, I'm like, so why is it such like why is it such a disappointment? Like you see it in movies all the time. Oh, yeah, where the guy comes and the girl's like upset and she's like, Oh and I'm like, why? Why is it like why people why isn't coming the good part? Like isn't isn't that what you want? Isn't that why is that bad? And she said to me, Because it usually signals that that's the end. And I'm like, nah, chief. I'm like, why is it the end? I'm like, even if you can't get it up, do other shit. Yeah. You can do other shit. You like, even if you came in them, man, get down there, soldier. <laughs> right? Oh, fuck. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't bitch out today. <laughs> All right? Oh, shit, dude. Don't bitch you just went there, man. Just get it. Just, oh, just, fuck. just stay above the water. Oh, dude. All right? You know, stay above the water, just underneath the cannons, right? Stay, stay in the, in the, un, un, just under the radar, oh, you know? Oh, fuck. But just above the water. That's brutal, man. Stay right there <laughs> and get to work, you know? Oh, shit. And you'll oh, buy man. yourself a lot of time. One, it does two things, right? One, <laughs> it keeps them occupied and keeps them satisfied because you didn't break momentum. Yeah, fair enough. Right? Number two, it gives you time to replenish <laughs> And however quick your um, reload is, you know, <laughs> on, a, on a good day, mine's like a few minutes. Yeah. On a bad day, it's like, you know, 15 minutes, um, <laughs> close, close to 20. But, you know, you, uh, but you don't have to do that. Oh, I'm, shit, I'm, dude. I'm, that's, I'm, yeah. Just I'm, like, unfortunately, I've got mental images now. You don't have to do that. <laughs> you don't have to do that. All right. You don't have to stay above the water. I, you can, I can tell you something that I can work into speeding it up as well. Yeah. All right. Go. Personally. Speeding up what? Oh, to, to pop your fucking, pop your rocket. Oh, no, but that's what I'm, to- that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Yeah, go. Give me a tip. Go. Yeah. So yeah. like, personally, like I need a form of aggression. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. I need to like 
like use muscles and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you know what works for me, bro? This guy sound oh man, so many people are gonna like hear this and shit and be like, wow, this guy's fucked. Yeah. Choking is fucking mint. Yeah, yeah, a lot of girls do like that. No, no, me. No, I'm saying a lot of girls, oh, a lot yeah, of girls yeah. like that. So if Fuck you my shit up, man. if you find a chick that actually like is into that, that's that's prime man, time. Punch my chest, choke the shit. Like if I had long hair, you know, pull it, but I don't. I'm bold. Wait, you're choking yourself? No, they do it. They choke you. Yeah. Or Does that work? Yeah. Or you hold your breath and you just fucking oh, you hold your breath. and shit and you go nuts, man. See, like, I, just attack, bro. I've never done that and I can't say that um, that will help me. But the aggression thing, I understand yeah. that because I enjoy the aggression thing. I yeah. enjoy I enjoy being aggressive, but I don't think it helps me come quicker. Yeah. Well, for me, it's like I just picture that I'm doing deadlifts and I yeah. put all that effort in yeah. and I'm like, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <When> I, <laughs> I hundred percent get that. It doesn't yeah. actually help me come quicker though. Shit, dude. Um, but but I'm, no, but I'm not complaining. I'm, no, I'm saying I found what works for me to do it quick. Yeah. And if I need to wrap it up quick, I'll just switch into that position. Works. It's worked a hundred percent of the time. Man. It's only not worked when it's been four three load. Yeah. Four three load. Holy I shit. struggle. Struggle. That's brutal, man. Um. The I think the most amount of times that it's ever happened, um, back to back, was like like ever um was like seven holy shit uh, dude but this was a, a very drawn out long time thing so you know the first two were back to back yeah the third one was like about about 15 minutes after having a bit of a rest shit the fourth one was another rest and then fifth and then just kept going and then by the seventh one i was like all right uh Let's just go have food now. Man, keep yourself hydrated, boy. That's, oh, that's yeah. Key. I had a two-liter bottle of water just sitting there. Fuck yeah. Ran through it. had to refill it after the fifth one. <laughs> um, went to sleep, had a nap, woke up, and then went for number six. I Damn. I, I might be wrong about the numbers, man. It could be like six or seven or eight. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. But like it was, it was, it wasn't something I've done often. It was only probably like once Holy or twice fuck, that it's gone that far. That's a marathon, man. Like it is. It usually is. for me, it's like after three, it's just like. <laughs> I agree. No, no, I agree. I'm the same. No, it's no, like no. Nothing, man. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking, yeah. I'm depleted for the month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, no, um, on a on a normal day, um, on average, it's like threes maximum. Um, Five. Depends on which, how much time. If I have the whole day ahead of me, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh can, man, I, I love can, it. Can be it's decent. Fucking mid. Can be decent, but I'm talking about. Yeah, after it's done, like that, the the girls are usually like, "Ah, oh, was that all?" Yeah. See. Yeah, I've never had that reaction. I've, but I've seen I've the face. Seen, I've, I've seen the face recently. Like, what I mean, recently, like last year. Yeah. I've soldiered on. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I'm saying. Literally, like. Yeah. Kablammer. And then just like, yeah, why stop now? Yeah, just keep going. You literally, like, it's the worst thing to try, like, if you've never tried that I'm before. I'm not saying smash with a floppy. I'm saying, oh, like, no, do shit, other shit. It doesn't, it doesn't drop off. No, no, but I'm saying even if it does, oh, yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah. But do other shit. Absolutely. Right? See, I've gotten those looks before Fuck where, yeah. like, you know, you're done and they know you're done. Yeah. And... And it's like the first time. Well, not first time with them, but like it's the first first come of the day, right? Yeah. And and they look at you and they're like, oh, you can see their face going, <laughs> oh no, like I'm not done. I need more, right? Yeah. And 
I literally looked at her, and this is not Ali. To full disclosure, yeah, this is full disclosure. Okay. I, I looked at her and I'm like, "What's wrong?" And she's like, "Oh, like, oh, I, I thought I thought it was gonna keep going for longer." And I'm like, "I'm not done, bitch." Fuck, that's sad, man. On like the on on behalf of other males, like guys, I'm not fucking done. What are you guys doing? Like, this is. Is this like global? Is this like every I think it woman? is. I think it is. I think they just come in them and turn around and go to sleep. What the fuck, man? I've heard that from girls. Bruh. I've like, heard that from girls. I've I know heard, we're all guilty. We've all I done even that. asked Ali. I'm like, so what happens when a guy usually comes? She's like, oh, he just goes to sleep. He's done. He's not interested anymore. Bruh. And I'm like, that is not the fucking case with me. Usually I work My on- dick might not agree with me, <laughs> but I will soldier on. <laughs> yeah. Usually I'll make them pop off first. Well, and then it's good to get it out of the way so you don't get any. You that's don't, it. You don't. You don't have to worry about them There's anymore. There's no bitterness, you know. Then you fucking you run your train. Although, and then once that's done, like you need the sort of 20, 30 seconds, and you just fuck keep going. Yeah, and but, it's the mintest thing. Like once you learn, you can just continue. You're like fuck yeah. Yeah. Um. Sometimes they uh they do this thing where um they're done after one though. The girls. True. So the girls can actually be hypocrites. That is true. Sometimes they're like, I can't take it anymore. So I have had times where I know they're about to actually finish and I yeah. stop. Yeah. And they are <laughs> so bad. Oh, yeah. They are furious. Oh, And oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, fuck, what have I done? And sometimes they're so mad they won't keep going. I mean, you still hold them down. But, you know, like <laughs> there is that, that, that tension. Um <laughs> Yeah, and what what I was uh, we got off on a tangent. <laughs> we we have yeah. We got off on a tangent. What I was asking initially is, um, what is the deal with guys coming and stopping? Yeah, are we enlightening people right now by saying this? Man, you know what? Like, I think there's going to be a lot of people doing two things. I think all the girls are going to be like, these guys, fuck yeah, spread the message, brothers. You know. And all the guys are gonna be like, guys, what the fuck are you saying? Hey, don't do that shit. Don't don't. What are you do? What are you doing, man? If you're genuinely disinterested after you come once, um, man, you you gotta you gotta dig deep and think about what this. If it's a relationship, if it's a one night stand, fucker, man, do but what if you it's, want. If it's a relationship, then you gotta think about how sustainable this is, and you gotta go, okay, how much do I love this person? And you gotta channel that those emotions back into sexual drive yeah if you're attracted to them hopefully you are um (laughs) and you gotta channel it back into that sexual drive and be able to just soldier on and man i've I've, i haven't actually if you notice not many guys will approach you and be like hey man i'm having problems like coming too quick no one wants to disclose that but i've had had one guy i've had well i mean rightly so well, yeah, but I mean, come I've on, had bros, one like, guy disclose it to me. We're all fucking human, right? We're all guys. Yeah, we're all girls. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you'd be surprised, dude. Like from what I hear, like, well, from what I hear, I don't hear, but there's people that that speak. You know, like there's there's you could be work colleagues, could be friends, could be old acquaintances. It doesn't matter. You know, it could be ex girlfriends, boyfriends. Mm. People talk about this shit often, particularly women. Yeah, they do. Guys are so reserved. On the other hand, they do. Yeah, we're too afraid to say any of this shit because it's a, it's a, it's bragging rights. That's one thing. It's also um, a self esteem thing. It's yeah, but, but, but we all do this. Like I've had one guy part. say to me, "Hey man, I got this numbing gel. Yeah, it's like a numbing lube, right? And and it numbs, it numbs like 
your um, nerves and yeah. it allows you to go longer. And I just, I was kind of confused because I said to him, um, why do you need to numb it? He's like, because I'm coming too quick. Yeah. And the girlfriend like likes a few times and she likes long drawn out, pro, uh, you know, sessions. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Oh, I mean, he was using different words, but I'm trying to keep it, you know, reasonably reasonably clinical. Um, and I, I, I was very confused because at the time I was with my first girlfriend and I didn't really encounter the whole like coming too quick thing because yeah. I would come too quick, but it's not too quick. It's just quick. And I would just keep going, right? It's not the fact that it's not going down. It does go down, but I just move on to other shit. I go like you hook up with them, right? You make yeah. it out and shit. And then you get into foreplay and you get into the main event, you go back into foreplay. Yeah, you can do that. That's, yeah, I don't see why. And not. if foreplay is not working or foreplay is not your thing and you don't want to venture down to the trenches, <laughs> you, you, you go back to hooking up with them. Yeah, yeah. Keep, you just keep, keep the ball rolling. Keep the vibe going. Yeah. That's the main thing. Don't worry about the momentum of the actual act. It's the vibe you want to keep. And yeah. if the vibe is there and the chemistry is there, just keep that going. You know, hook up with them. If they if they just want to be pounded still and they're frustrated they're not being pounded, tell them to shut the fuck up and be patient. <laughs> and be patient. It works with girls. Be a bit assertive. Be a bit dominant and just say... A little bit, yeah. Be, be like... You'll you'll get your time. Just just relax. Just relax. We'll get yeah. there. We'll get there. And they'll trust you. Maybe not the first time, but after a while, they'll get used to you. If if they're not getting it right now, they know they'll get it in 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 due time. In due time. You know. So it's like three bases, right? I don't. You know how people say first base, second base. That yeah. I don't really understand those. But uh, I've it's made, like an American thing. I've made my know. own. I've made my own. I, I go from making out, foreplay, yeah. actual sex. And that's it, right? Yeah. And then post-play, whatever. Um, some people call it post-play, but I just call it round two. <sighs> you know, like... it. And if 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 making out works, go to foreplay. If foreplay works, go to sex. And if, if that finishes, if you're done, go back to foreplay. If you can keep going. If, you're, if your dick's still hard, keep going. Yeah, that's it. If man. it doesn't feel good... Slow down. Yeah, slow if down. It, if it doesn't feel good, even slow down. Go back to foreplay. Yeah. You know? That's the thing. It's like, I don't know, like, I'm 28 now and shit like that, and I just don't have the same sensitivity and shit. So it's like... Really? Does yeah, it, it, it drops off? Well, no, even like now, just normally, like, you know, um, like fresh... I'm saying it drops off with age? Oh, I think so. Shit. Yeah, like, uh, it's just like, it's it's great, but... Did you used to come too quick? Never. Or quick? Never. I think what like was, the first, what was your average? Well, that's the thing. Like my first ever time took forever, and it wasn't because I was nervous or some shit. It was it was great. It just took forever. Um, I remember a couple of times after that, I was I was like a quick fucking sprinter. Yeah. And then after that, again, it took forever. Yeah. My, so I don't know. Like I don't know what it is. Okay. Yeah, my, my my first time was like 45 minutes, not because it just took forever. I was having major stage fright. Yeah. So I was in limbo between Intuit and stage fright. I was so nervous that I couldn't quite get into it and it just took for fucking ever. Yeah. And, and the second time, because that was out of the window, it was instant. It was like two minutes. Yeah. 
and and then it became like three minutes four minutes five minutes and it just longer and longer and it got to the point where it was like 30 minutes um and now it's back down to about five or ten yeah and that's perfect i wish i can make it five or ten reliable because on some days, man, it's fucking, it drags on. It can get yeah. to half an hour and I'm like, man, I, we don't have time. <laughs> we don't have time. And I need to get this out of the way quick. That's it. Yeah. And she's she's come already or she hasn't. I don't give a fuck. I'm not done. <laughs> I need to get this done. You know what I mean? Like it's, I, I'm not reliable. That's what I'm saying. I'm not consistent. Yeah. Right. Damn. So, but, but like uh, in terms of, in terms of, all right, if I had to you meet a chick. You got to do more chick, track days, bro. If I had to meet a chick, yeah, I know. <laughs> if I, if I had to meet a chick tomorrow, right, and she's really attractive, super hot, and I'm like, holy shit, I can't even, I can't, I, I can't even uh, believe that I'm actually getting to hook up with her. Yeah. Right? And then we get down to it and get into actually hooking up and get into foreplay, get into actual sex, and... I'm done in two minutes. I bet you she'll have that same look all over again. Oh, absolutely. Where she'll be like, oh, that's it? Yeah. And I just don't understand. What are other guys doing? Are you stopping at that point? No, just go back to other shit. It'll reload and then go back into it. And second time for me, always is more than enough. Yeah. Third time is just bragging. Yeah, third, See, time, the thing, third like, time is just a fucking a, a, a dominance with thing. me. I just don't let it get floppy, you know. Like you finish, you're like, oh, clean up a bit, then slowly get back into it. Let and it then get, just keep going and keep going. Have and you ever just, have you ever let it get floppy and then just like go back to foreplay where you turn yourself yeah, on and it goes absolutely. back? Yeah, absolutely, it's because a lot of guys. I, I've I've had one person in the past say, "Dude, not everyone's the same." It physically goes back to completely like, you know, doctor office small. Yeah. You know what doctor office small is? You ever taken your dick out at the doctor's? And it's the tiniest <laughs> you've ever seen it? You know? <laughs> I think I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 So he's like, it, 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 yeah, he's like, mine goes from, mine goes from, you know, rock hard, like it's the most turned on ever to doctor office small in five seconds. <laughs> I don't have, I don't, I can't save it. Yeah, shit. And I, and I go, okay, cool. Well, smashing with a floppy until it gets hard again doesn't work for you. <laughs> Don't do that. Well, just go back to foreplay. And if you're turned on by the person, if you genuinely like them, then you'll get into it. And yeah, you will. Yeah. Dude, it might, in your 20s, it might take you five minutes. In your 30s, it might take you 10 minutes. Whatever it is, it will happen. Keep the vibe going. And That's if the it. person knows you and it's a, and it's, a, it's a relationship with someone that you've been with for at least a month or two, they get you and they understand the vibe and they understand that if they're just patient and they stick with you and they don't get frustrated, that it'll pay off. Stick with you. Yeah, exactly. And if anything, that... The whole like patience thing and going back to foreplay when they're not done and they're waiting for their turn, yeah, makes it so much better for them. That's it. It's so much. It's so much more of a, a build up because it's built up already through foreplay. You've gone into sex they're like yes, it's gonna happen. It doesn't happen. It goes back to foreplay they're like ah oh, fuck, but they're patient and they go okay, 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 and they wait and then it goes back into it and this time. You're not coming in 10 minutes. You're not coming in two. You're coming in like half an hour. That's because it, it's yeah. your second time and it's a quick reload. You might you might jizz powder because you got nothing, <laughs> but 
Like yeah. at, at least, at least yeah. you've got that. You've you've got ammo, right? You've got That's something, it. and it allows you to satisfy them. And when they're done, they are done. Have you ever have you ever seen them so done that they lay down, and they look dead? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they, they flip over usually. That doesn't happen. Head on pillow. Yeah. Staring off to the... Well, not staring, not even... Like, just literally almost like dead sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. like, you can, like... You, you know, you slowly position them to the bed so you can get some, some room on the bed as well, you know, because you've yeah, got to yeah. lay down Start too. Start moving legs around, put yeah, some blankets yeah. on them. You move them around. They and feel just, cold. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah, they're, they're almost <laughs> like a... <laughs> they're almost like an inanimate object, you know. Take you just, the belt off their neck. <laughs> Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, you move them around and it's just like, it's like moving a doll. Yeah. And they're not saying anything. They're not even breathing out of it. But that doesn't happen from the first time. It's usually, it's usually second time, third time where they're just done. Yeah. They're done. I mean, yeah. maybe it's, it's first time for them, but because you've been reloading and you've been dragging it on, yeah. it's much more of a build up. Even if they only come once, it's a huge one yeah, and it's, it destroys them and they are out. Good night. Champagne See you in bottle. the morning. Done. Yeah. And you know like, what I mean? You know that, that, you know, when they come to after that, when they, when they, yeah, yeah. When they, when they return they go, back, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> when they turn around, they're just like, <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, are you okay? <laughs> they're just completely dead, you know, they just, mm. just take their breath and they open their eyes slowly. It's like they just yeah. woke up from like a deep slumber and they're yeah. like, they're limping around in the morning yeah it's just they got that really relaxed voice going on it's like you know you know when you go on like a like a long trip somewhere yeah and and then you just you're too tired for shit so you just go to bed and you wake up in a resort or some shit or some place where you stayed over and you're just like uh, yeah what yeah. time is it yeah what, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they that, sort of you know? they sort of come to they're like what where, the, where am i <laughs> what happened what happened <laughs> yeah yeah and this isn't like you know you know, you know the, the joke of like you know a guy has a dick so big that like the girl limps the next day yeah i don't think that's true because if it doesn't matter how big their dick is if it's 10 minutes man yeah. they're gonna be just fine the next day. You want to make them limp the next day? Try this method. That's just it. Just reload, reload, reload. As they're going to sleep frustrated and haven't come yet, be like, no, bitch, we're not done. And then again, and again, and then just keep doing it. That's it. And as long as you've got the stamina, I mean, you've got to be, uh, you don't have to be that fit. Well, you got to be fit. Like fit can mean a lot of things, you know? True. Fit can just mean um, stamina, like mentally so endurance. Endurance. Yeah. yeah, you need to have endurance, and you also need to have faith. And and sometimes it's a mental game as well. Yeah. When you're when you're going back to foreplay, let's say you're in the trenches again, and uh, the water's coming up real close, and you're trying to dodge it from underneath you, and you're trying to dodge the cannons on, above you, <laughs> and you know they they're grabbing onto your head and they're getting frustrated, and you got to tell yourself, it will happen. Don't focus on getting hard again because if you think about it and you don't just get into the moment again, that's it. Yeah. You, it won't happen. You have to actually forget about it and go, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to... Actually, a good thought is if you know how and if you don't know how, you should learn because it's not that hard. It depends on who you're going out with, who, who you got in front of you. I mean, yeah. But um, uh, if you can make them come by going down on them, 
Oh, right? yeah. Hell yeah. And you know that you can. And just, that's a different game altogether as well. It's a different game altogether, right? But if you know you can, then just tell yourself that I've just come. They're not done yet. I'm going to make them come by going down on them. Yeah. And just focus on that. And I promise you, if you're dedicated to that idea and you're actually trying to go for home run with that, you'll get hard again. Yeah. And that's the thing And then as you well. can just go, oh. All right, we're going back to that. Yeah, and you know from like you know your own experiences, like you know when when they go down and you pop off, that's a very different pop off than when you're the one pushing around. You know, what I'm sorry, saying? what? Say that again. Like you know, you know when they go down and you that's it, you burst, you you fucking just pop off. Sadly, I don't. Oh shit! Yeah. Damn. Sadly, I don't. It's a different kind of pop off. To what? That's crippling. Oh. It's fucking intense. So you're it's saying so if they're giving if they're giving you head, absolutely, and you come, it's more intense than when you're having sex. It's ridiculous. It's it, it's something different about it. I've never ne- never done that. Yeah, it's fucking don't know how. crazy. Um, don't know how. And I've realized it's the same for them as well. True. It's good either way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I get, I get your point. I get your point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've never 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 reached that point. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying I haven't had good like. Um, you know, skilled uh, practitioners. Yeah. Uh, I just think that this is the same r- reason that I take a while. Yeah. Even when it, even when it's perfect conditions and I'm doing it like I want to do it, it still takes me a while. So what if it's someone else doing it where I can't control it? It takes even longer. Yeah. And I've never it. reached the end of that. One day I'll report back. One day. Yeah. But. Not yet. Yeah, and, well, that's right. That can be a challenge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I look forward to it someday. Yeah. Um, dude, it was hot. It, man, this can seem this can seem kind of weird, but I was like, up until probably like, uh, up until recently, I have never actually finished from a hand job. Right. You would think head is easier. Yeah. But with a hand job, I was like, all right, put your hand here in this angle. This is how much you do it. This is the speed. And I was correcting it like I was flying a plane, like <laughs> like correct your pitch forward, yeah. pick up your collective. You know, I was like, uh, I was fine tuning it and, and, yeah. and uh, the poor girl's elbows were about to burst um, and it finally happened. I was like, oh shit. All it's right, different, cool. isn't it? And I was like, yeah, yeah, no, it was good. It was good. But yeah, but I... I'm not, I'm not fussed about not that. Sold. What I am fussed about, and what I do at least want to experience, is coming from head. That would yeah. be that. That's definitely something that I want to achieve someday. Yeah. I'm not too fussed about it. It's not something I lose sleep about, but it is more <laughs> just like I want it to happen, just so I can be like, it's happened. Yeah, of course. That's all. That, that that's all it is. It's right? just different, man. Like you know, it's the same, same but different. Um, on on the topic of going down on a chick. Uh, I don't know about girls going down on guys because I, I, I don't have the authority to comment on that. We can't resonate with that. <sighs> what? I just, I can't, I'll be talking out of my ass. I don't know. I'll get Ali in to fucking tell you about that. <laughs> oh, <geez. But> <laughs> <laughs> Ali's probably yeah, listening to this like, fuck you. Yeah, she's <laughs> fucking else. <laughs> yeah, we're very open about this shit. Like, we don't really care yeah. because um, we realize that. We're all we're all human. I don't know. have the authority to con- the, to comment about the chick doing it to the guy, but guy to girl, my number one tip 
is is a very simple one actually. Pun it's intended. not, huh? Pun intended. Tip. Oh yeah, tip. <laughs> it's a very simple one, and it can be interpreted in many many different ways. And it's not like you got to do it this way, you got to do it this fast, you got to reach in and touch that point. Nah, just fuck all that shit. Do it like you're tickling someone. You know when you're tickling someone, not 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 the bad one, not the one that you're making them yeah. scream, the one that is feels nice. Okay. How do you tickle someone really well? You imagine what that would feel like on you and what you would want. How fast, how quickly you change things up. Do you go back to some things and do you veer off them? What's your rhythm like? Are you keeping a good momentum? Are you changing it up too quickly or not enough? You know, you do it and you, you, you're, it's like a mindfulness. You envision that it's you that is, this is being done on. Yeah. As you're doing it. And even though you don't have the same parts, right? You're not, you can't exactly relate. You're trying to empathize. But you envision what would actually feel good, right? To you and go with that. Just like tickling someone, like, you know, like someone like caressing, like you, uh, do you ever get, do you ever get girlfriend to like run down your back? Just like, yeah, yeah, just sort of up, just up and down. And like, I don't know, for me, that feels good. Yeah, uh, some people might, yeah, whatever. And, and, <laughs> and when it's, when it's just monotonous, just back and forth, same speed over and over, it's just sort of like, all right, I'm bored, right? Yeah, of If course. it's too all over the place and they're not sticking to a rhythm, I'm like, this is too much. But when they get a sweet spot of just like, just the right amount of speed and they speed it up and slow it down and speed it up and just like, you know, just... And you sort of, they, you feel like they're getting into your mind of how you would want it. It's easier because everyone has a back, right? It's harder because you don't have the same thing. That's right. But if you can just channel the same technique into that, you'll be, if, I'm not saying you'll be the, the best I've ever had from the first time, but you'll be significantly better. And yeah. they, and if, if you've done it on them before and failed, they'll notice that you're at least a lot better. Even if yeah. it, they don't reach the end, they'll still notice, wow, this actually feels so much better because you're not just like, oh, just please finish. Please just get to the end. Come on. What is it going to take? No, just stop thinking like that and go, if I had this thing in front of me, what would I want? You know? And also you got to use a little bit of, uh, uh, you're reading body language and seeing oh, what they yeah, like. For sure. That also comes into it. But my number one, you know, tip is to to um, do it like how you want it done on you. Yeah, hell yeah. And that might be, that might seem kind of weird. I can already hear people screaming. I don't have a vagina. But yeah. But look, you know what I mean. You you, you can you can imagine it. Even if you can't, it's so, it's the same thing. Just imagine, imagine you're tickling someone's back. Hey, how do how do you, how you gonna do it? It's about rhythm. It's about you know not sticking to two things too too often and whatever. Okay, let's what, be real. Like, if what do you think? What's your number one tip? If you've got a partner you're doing this with, like you should kind of know the reactions of that person already. Yeah. So just just employ that. You know. Follow their reactions. They do more That's of it. what they want, but don't overdo it. No. I, I've I've in my earlier days. I've uh, I've gone into the trap of like, oh, they really like that one thing. 
I'm just going to do that really quickly, really aggressively for a while. And it numbs it. It yeah, kills, it, kills it. it. Yeah. It kills it. You can't do that. Yeah. So what's your number one tip? Do you have one? Or do you just... Try something different always. You know, like some people respond better different. to, you know, gentle stuff. Some people respond better to like sort of more, um, a little bit more forceful or more, more powerful movements, you know? Just, just are you, talk, are you talking shit. about general shit or are you talking about specifically going down on someone? Well, actually, when you put it that way. I'm talking about specifically going down on them. Hmm. Any general tips that someone can be like, I can do that. That's easily understood. Like the one I just gave. Yeah. I'm, I'm, well, when I was talking about imagining it being you, oh, yeah, more, you would want, I'm talking about specifically going down on a chick. Yeah, okay. Going down on a chick. You, yeah, well, basically, it does just come down to body language, you know? So, read them. Read them. Like mm, a book. Like a book. Like a book. Yeah, so. you just gotta, you gotta really sort of just connect with the person, you know? Like, it's like I said, um, if you've got a partner you're doing this with, you kind of should have an idea of what works, what doesn't work. Like, you know, just based on, on how they react and shit like that. And if they're not reacting, well, then, holy shit. You know, <laughs> you, you may want to start asking questions. Oh, yeah. Like, what? Do you, oh, yeah, that's actually, yeah, you can do it nicely, too. You don't have to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, like, yeah. So, what do you like? So, what, what, what do you want me to do? You know, you a know? lot of people aren't afraid to tell you, you know, yeah. like, it's... I you, hate it when they're too the forceful. One. Yeah, you're the awkward one for not trying to ask and, and trying to make... So, communication. Yeah, communication. Like, you know, definitely if, if, you, if you don't really know how your partner's reacting to shit... You're not sure how it's working. Just, you know, talk. You ever had a girl that's aggressively telling you what she wants? It's kind of a turn off. I've had a very aggressive person doing shit to me. And I think that's a reason why I have certain preferences. That sort of set you on a path. Yeah, I think so. It was really scary at first. Sort of imprinting. Yeah, I didn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) She definitely had her style and her way um but yeah it's it's left a like a like a lifelong mark on me yeah okay yeah yeah Yeah. my my imprint was um uh how much how much mental effort i put into it so like the 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 chick that like the first girlfriend that like um she bragged not brag, but like, yeah, she could tell she was sort of cocky about like how many people she's been with. And I was like her first, I mean, she was my first. I was like, I was like way behind her in terms of yeah. like, in terms of like skill level and all that. She sort of, uh, that wasn't how it was. At first it was, but that wasn't how it was for long. But she sort of acted like I was the noob and I, I, di- I really didn't like that. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to show this bitch. <laughs> so, so I, I made sure that I... Got it down to a science. Yeah, and I mean, it, I still haven't got it down, but I made sure that I I put myself on a on a a a, a trajectory towards bringing it down to a science. I think that's a very healthy thing to get sort of. Um, I wouldn't say competitive about, but but to get into the spirit of like, holy shit, I'm gonna step my game up. It wasn't healthy at the time. Probably not it because sound, it took it away it like took away the it took away the um the magical part of it the the part that like the 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 emotional side to it it took yeah. away that it took it it became more just like a um you know like because she's like oh you know no one's ever made me come 
or very, I think, yeah, I think she said no one has ever, and I'm like, I'm going to fucking do that shit. Yeah. And, and, and it was unhealthy because I was too focused on doing that. And I was not having a great time on my, like, I was having a good time. I was, I was getting in fuck, but like, it, I wasn't having as good of a time as I could have. Yeah. And I wasn't like, um, like I would, I would focus on more just going, I'm, while we're doing it, I'm I'm like just imagining the next day when I can be like, yeah, I did that shit. You know, it wasn't healthy at the time. But what that did do is, I think by the end of the relationship, um, total times we've done it was ridiculous. Like it's it was un, uncountable. But you know how many times she actually you know how many times she actually came properly? No, probably five. Ever. It's a tough customer, man. Oh, yeah. It's a very it's tough super customer. Super tough. Just ridiculous. So, like, so touchy. One small thing yeah. and she's unsettled. Almost there. All of a sudden, she's just not into it anymore. Uh, super picky. Just no communication. Very aggressive. Didn't get into the romance of it. Was super like she was kind of she was kind of messed up, you know. Like her yeah. her her past has messed her up to that point. But in terms of my own capabilities, I was like, you know what, fuck this bitch, uh, because I know that to the right person, um, I know my shit. Yeah, that's right. And it's good enough. I don't need to prove anything anymore. And when it kind of ended with her. I was comfortable. I was rusty by the by the time the next chick came through, because it was a while. But by the next by the next girl, that actually we had a we had a connection, and there was chemistry, and there was you know more than just like a I'll show you what skills I have. It's not that. It's just like a, it's like now that the emotions are there, I can back it up with a calculated, analyzed methodical approach because of that first chick that first chick taught me to actually and she didn't teach me that but i had to teach myself to be methodical about it to the point where someone as stubborn and as discommunicative as her i was able to actually um you know somewhat satisfy her at least a few times yeah and now what uh, yeah, I'm thankful now for what that has given me because it's actually set me on a good trajectory where I feel good about myself. I don't, I'm not insecure about, um, you know, my performance and all that. But at the time, it probably wasn't the healthiest. Yeah. But where there is struggle, there is greatness. There is, there is, yeah, yeah. And I think the number one thing, if people are. Um, struggling and they go, man, I just need like, like deep down, it sort of eats at them and they go, I like this person. We get along. And then when it gets down to that part of the business, um, I just flake. Uh, my number one advice would be, you know, be methodical about it. Approach it from the start. Where does it start? Communication after that now you know what they like now you know now they know what you like okay how are you going to achieve that are you going to achieve that by being you know focused on the end goal or are you going to achieve that by focusing on what it's all about and what it means to you what does the relationship mean to you and then 
once you've harnessed that, use your methodical analytical mind to make a very um, calculated um, approach on how to satisfy those needs and also how to make it sustainable. So you're not just like a one-hit wonder and you're shit for like a month. You need to be consistent, but not so consistent that you burn yourself out. You know, like all, like these are all things you learn along the way. I have so much to learn still. There are so many things I don't know how to do. Um, like, yeah, there, there are times where I'm just like, fuck, I am actually clueless right now. I'm just winging it. And it doesn't really work out, but at least I can fall back on the things that I, I know uh, that I do have experience in. Whenever something's not working out, I go back to that and the night is, it goes well. Yeah. So if you're out there and you're like, fuck man, how do I, you know, uh, how do I not come so quickly? Don't. Just Just come. Just come. Just do it and keep going. Don't stop. If you stop, then you're the problem. Yeah. Don't worry about it because. Don't worry about it (laughs) because. That's Dino's advice. Don't worry about it because. She's a fucking bitch, bro. Just get another one. (laughs) Get a bitch that deserves you. And I appreciate you. All right. Fuck you. All right, bro. You being uh, friendly, Jordy's there. You be all right. Listen, I was once here. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. Just fucking come in, that bitch, and you're out the door. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, um, look, this was a nice deviation off the off the conversation. Uh you know me. I like talking about this shit. This is fun. Like, I like being analytical, methodical. I don't like emo- putting too much emotion on topics. Yeah. And this is the best part about doing this. I, I get to just go deep into something that I think a lot of people avoid talking about. And I don't know why. Because it is fun then. to talk about. I'm having. Yeah. I'm, I'm not just like, uh, you know, telling you what I can, what I've had in my life. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm having a good time actually like going through it and analyzing it and all that. So like if anyone out there is deeply offended by what has conspired here, um, everyone does this shit. Everyone does. This it. is, this is problems that everyone faces every day. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Well, see, I like to think of our listeners. I'm not talking about episode. anal beads here. This isn't no, anything no. ridiculous. Nothing I'm talking weird. about normal shit that people every day struggle with. Yeah. Like, I, I like to think of it as like the people that listen to this, obviously, you know, kind of they don't know, they don't know what they're getting into, first of all. They have no idea. And sometimes when we have these conversations, we don't know either. But look, we're all human beings. We all know we enjoy these things. That's true. And we all know that they're an integral part of our life. And we like to think that we want to talk about things that maybe some people don't want to talk about. Maybe you're shy or maybe your friends just don't discuss or some shit. You know, it's like, why wouldn't you have this conversation? What's True. wrong with it? You know? True. Like, your friends, we're all people. If dude. your friends are shit cunts and they don't want to talk about this stuff. Yeah. Who do you have to talk we're to about? are all people, you know? Like, if, if you've got, like, sometimes these, even these things can lead to some sort of, um, I wouldn't say like an illness, but like, I'd say in a way like disabilities man if you pop off too early and shit that's kind of a disability is it you know like yeah what's it called um it can lead towards erectile dysfunction and shit can it 
Yeah, like fucking being premature and shit. Like it gets in your head and you start not being able to do it. Yeah, because you get too, too nervous, nervous and shit. And oh yeah, you get like sexual anxiety. Yeah, where, like man. before it's even before it's even happened, you're already getting yeah. nervous. Yeah, and you start yeah, freaking yeah. out and shit. Like this can like you know cripple. We, you, you might be yeah. laughing right now. Like yeah, you know, we're kind of smiling about it too. But you can you can you can be laughing about this conversation. But it's like you know it can affect you, man. Like mentally and shit. If you're not yeah. confident stepping your game up and, and doing this shit, like that's not good, man. You know? Just, can actually, just yeah, let it, it can be. Definitely cripple you. Yeah, just let it be. Yeah. Have fun, you know, speak to your partner, communicate. Like, you know, if there's weird shit happening, like talk to your friends, man. You know, like I don't know about you guys, but like all my friends can back me up with shit we need to talk about. Like this is no different. So what what have your other friends told you about the, this stuff? Oh, you know, you don't get too specific into the personal shit, but, you know, if there's any concerns or, or like, you know, any experiences or weird shit that's happened, yeah, you talk about it. You, you know? ever had someone tell you, hey, man, I just keep coming too quick? I have actually had someone tell me that. And what did you tell them? I told them, just don't stress about it. A lot of people just get fully tensed up, you know, they, they get tense. Yeah, but what's the solution? What do you do? The girl's slow, mad. Slow you gonna- roll. So what do you mean, slow your roll? Slow your roll. Just just don't get overexcited and shit, you know? Relax. Just slow yourself down. Slow yourself down, man. Let it be. See, I don't I don't like that. You don't like that? No. I'll, I'll tell you. Look, it's I, worked for me, though. It Look, it you works. Not, not that I have that problem, like I not said. Not that I haven't done that in the past. I have. There's been days where I'm like, oh, this one's going to be quick. So I'm like, all right, let me slow yeah. myself down. But I don't like that for a, uh, a, a very... Well, maybe just one reason, one big reason. Um, it stops you from having a good time. It stops you from completely like you know, engaging it and just really enjoying it a hundred percent. Yeah. And taking all of it as much as you can, as quickly as you can, right now. You yeah, know what I mean? see what you mean. It makes you sort of go, "All right, I can't have too much fun." You know, that's why I like I see my. What you mean. That's why I like my method. And I'm not disagreeing with you. I just think that. You know, guys in general, like let's say, let's say people in general, right? I think they get too tensed up and too worked up. You know, like like shit's about to go down, their heart starts pounding and shit like that. They're getting all like overexcited. That's the kind of shit you just need to like learn to slow down a bit. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, like but, just 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 like naturally. You know, I'm not saying like you know turn yourself off. No, not that. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know. You're saying slow the, the slow approach is yeah. your, your approach. Yeah. You know, like instead of just like, you know, like ripping everything to shreds and shit and just jumping straight into it, just, just ease into it nicely. And you'll find that the more relaxed you are, the slower you take it on and the slower you guys get, you know, into it and shit like that. You're not going to be worried about how you perform. You're not going to have, you know, all these, uh, these anxiety problems and shit like that. And yeah. you'll find you'll last longer. So what do you think about what I'm saying? In terms of, don't worry about how quickly or how slowly you're getting into it. Do it as it feels natural. Yeah, and of in your mind, if be okay with popping off instantly, because yeah, well, because you have you this are. because you have this method of as soon as it happens, even if it's instant, fucking first time it you, you ever goes in, and then you're like, uh, just play it off. Don't indicate to her that it's the end yeah and just continue yeah see like what do you what do you think of that method i never really consciously think about it that way because that's just something i do what do you do to keep it going how do you keep it going 
just continue the fun, man. You know, like all right. If 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 it, if it's gone floppy, what do you do? Fall back a base. It's like you mentioned before. Fall back a base. You know, okay, like, so you have done that. Yeah, of course I do that. That's that's well. There you go. Yeah, that's what do I mean, you think. Like, do you think that's better than just saying don't worry about it and it's not a big deal? Yeah, but what I'm trying but to say is, it is a big well, deal. No, it is All right, to girls. So. It's not a big deal. To, it's not a big deal to us. Yeah, it is a big deal for girls. Yeah, what I what they I kind talk of mean about that say, shit twenty four seven. Yeah, what I was trying to say is like, just in those instances where you know, like, people are just too nervous and shit like that. You just got to learn to control yourself a bit. Yeah, you know. But for oh, everything, I bet being too nervous. Yeah, 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 yeah being yeah. too nervous. You know, yeah. but. In all other instances, like, you know, do what, you know, do what makes you happy. Do what makes it work for you. But, yeah, you know, like, it's got to be reciprocal. It has to go both ways. True. So. True. Girls will break up over this shit. Oh, they will. And it, it I would as well. Like, let's say the roles were reversed. Um, it we would have, be draining. I reckon we have a higher tolerance for it. Yeah, it would girls, be emotionally have, draining, though. Girls have a... Have you... You've seen how frustrated they get when they do oh, get yeah. frustrated. You've Absolutely. seen how mad they get. Yeah. They want to They want to attack you. If they think that you're about to stop, or if they think that this is it, and they have, they're still getting to know you, they yeah. can get so mad. Oh ridiculous and it's like a weird yeah. drive and that's the same drive that makes them talk to all their other girlfriends and go oh my my boyfriend just won't <laughs> make me come you know like yeah. and how do you stop that how do you how do you how do you combat that i think the best way is to do the fallback method which, yeah you know the uh, re- retreat retreat back to your previous space that worked continue that until you have more ammo push forward yeah i can see like you've given it like a lot of thought me i kind of just like you know like i know what i do and i don't think too much about it i just kind of yeah. do what i do <laughs> have you ever sense. actually have you ever actually came and then went oh fuck and went and felt guilty because i definitely have before i realized any of this shit yeah of course yeah 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 it's happened before sure and how did you internalize it internalize that as in like what you do about it yeah and how, how how did you feel about it and how how did you go okay how am i going to combat this next oh, time you feel like an absolute noob that's for sure like yeah. you feel like holy shit like this is it's embarrassing but it's yep. just like yeah i've always just played it off you know i've, I've always like just taken a step back and from first time yeah from from the from the very yeah, first like time. i'm actually not talking shit like i've always been like that i've always i've always had the thought of like if they're not happy, then they're not going to be happy to do this again. Yeah. You know okay. what I mean? And I've yeah. always thought like, oh shit, you know, like you can't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't ever not make it reciprocally. It's got to go both ways always. Yeah. Yeah. But I've always had that in my head always. And it's probably because of that. Girls can get too caught up in that though. I reckon uh, just a bit of a bit of pushback. I mean, I'm, I'm backing up girls. For this whole time, I'm saying, you know, uh, guys, you got to step up their game and all that shit. But there is one thing I got to say that girls are so fucking shit at. They get too comfortable after a while and they're not so good with the reciprocating anymore. Mm. Some of them. So I've had that in the past for sure. Where it's like a few months in and they're like, I'm done impressing you. Now you're just here to satisfy me. And you're, and you're like, what the fuck? Hmm. No, 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 no. This is not that's, how it works. Uh, that's when you change things up. How do you change things up? Put it in the butt. 
What does that mean? <laughs> no, I'm talking about like I'm talking about when when they first when they first when it, when they first start going out with you or whatever you start yeah. first start seeing each other and they're like giving you head every day. Yeah, yeah. And you're like fuck yeah, this is great. And you, you're going down on them. They're having sex. You're doing all this shit. And then once it gets a bit comfortable, and you're now boyfriend girlfriend, the head just slows down. And yeah. It, and it doesn't become as often. And well, they and they just yeah. want you to satisfy them, just like you've done in the past. And they kind of forget about you. Yeah, I guess there's a couple of things like that's a bit of like psychological warfare, which I actually don't agree with. You reckon? Yeah. What do you I, What do you mean psychological warfare? By who? The girl? Yeah. I, I mean, like, they're doing it on purpose. Well, no, not on purpose. It's probably just like complacency, you know. Yeah. Because um, like things are so. Good. Is that your fault though for not being dominant enough though? Yeah, I think I think that's what needs to happen. Like I think both parties need to be more assertive, less assertive at certain times, you know. Because like I think like people's um I guess like let's say appetite for it changes over time, you know, and it depends on your attitude and their attitude who's more hungry for it, if that makes any sense. So if they're kind of like chill and happy for you to do all the work, if you do less work, then I'll kind of be like, hey, why aren't you doing that thing anymore, you know? Yeah. And then they'll pounce back okay. wanting you to do it. Yep. And then you got to have like this little tug of war. But that's, see, I don't agree with that because that's a bit of psychological warfare, mm. you know? So. So what, what, what do you think the right way to do it is? I actually don't know, man. I just, I change shit up all the time. So it's like, you know, I never reached that point. Okay. I know it happens. It's happened with me in the past, but uh, to be fair, I've not had to go long, around long enough to, <laughs> to have to deal with that on a long-term basis. What do you mean? You've, you've been with your girlfriend for how long now? Oh yeah. It's been six years. Um, six years. Holy shit. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, that's what I thought it was like four yeah well, damn six yeah 20 uh, 2013 yeah. fuck yeah yeah it's crazy yeah well not i'm not asking you to reveal too much but i'm saying <laughs> i'm saying in six years you don't think you've ever had to deal with that not really no you don't think you ever have to reset and just like go hey i need to communicate something to you um i need you to you know reciprocate a bit more you're getting too comfortable personally it just depends on how you start things off. Like, you know, whether you're doing quickie, whether you got time for it, um, it, it kind of like falls back on those factors. And right. I find that if I, if I go down first or whatever, mm. it'll happen back. Okay. But if you skip that part with them, they'll skip that part with you. Okay. You know, yeah. so it's like, it's, it's, yeah, it just has to be like, it goes really both ways. And I've, I've, it's never been one way or the other. Yeah. Really. And if, it, and if, and if you do your part and they're not doing theirs, and it keeps happening, then you're comfortable enough to bring it up with them, right? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, that's Absolutely. good. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, you bring it up like either playfully or, or, you know, like whatever. You don't want to ruin the mood or anything, but yeah. You got to bring it up. You How know, do you, you bring it up? Say it. Oh, well, I'm not going to get into detail, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know, I'm just saying. How, how, I, I'll make it about me. How do I bring it up? <laughs> With my girlfriend, that she's getting too comfortable, you know. If, if, if I was just a random guy asking you this question, I'll, my girlfriend is just not reciprocating anything anymore. I do all this shit. She doesn't do anything. She just fucking lays there. What do I do? How do I get? How do I talk about this with her without making her feel like I'm attacking her? Yeah, I would. How? 
I would stop trying to do that to her. Oh yeah. You know, I'd like I'd like play that mind game. Oh. But you said the mind game's not good. Well, it's not, but I think it's necessary sometimes. Ah, okay. You know, so it has its, it has its moments. Effectively, they're playing a mind game on you. Uh, you know, if they're sure. not reciprocating, then then yeah, they're they're playing you. They're just being don't, don't get played. brats. Yeah, don't get played. Yeah, don't get played. Don't do it, man. If it's happening, <sighs> don't get just, played, just, people. Just don't do it. You know, don't just don't get played. That's don't that's it, really man. the meaning of life. Don't don't get played. <laughs> Um, Speaking of played, holy shit, two hours and 47 minutes. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Hey, um, I think this is a well-deserved part two. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I think we've had a constructive Should we call this Dinosaurus... Sorry, Dinosaurovich uh, part two? Yeah, I would think we could say that. All right. yeah. well, the first one is just... Dinosaurovich. I think this one just Dinosaurovich part two. Yeah, let's go with that. Yep. All right, cool. Um, yeah. Uh, Thanks for having me on board again. That's all good, man. It's all good. Um, this is a lot of fun. It is fun, isn't it? Oh, man. It's just like, it's just having a conversation, you know, just bringing up shit. It's an like, excuse to have a good conversation. Yeah. And I That's find, what I found. you know, like some of these things might be. You know, like often people don't talk about them because it could be embarrassing or or people just aren't that intimate and shit like that. But I ask you this, if you got friends and you guys are close friends and mm. not even that close, but let's say you hang out often and shit like that, everything's all good, you know. Um, well, what good is it if you can't talk about what you need to? Yeah, I've just kind of reached the moment of I don't give a fuck. Yeah, and I think that that's it's necessary. Yeah, I've just kind of reached a moment where I'm just like, I don't care. I, I yeah. really don't care. And I realize that so many of my problems are shared by so many people. Yeah. And so many of other people's problems I will never even encounter because I'm so much more well off. And I should appreciate that and not take that for granted. That yeah. I don't have to deal with uh, a bunch of shit that people have to deal with. And a lot of people were listening and will listen. And people that won't listen are dealing with so much more embarrassing shit that they don't want to talk about. So, yeah. you know, you know how, how, I, don't want, I, don't, I don't want to take myself too seriously and be like, oh, my problems are too you know, serious and embarrassing to talk about. Because chances are there's someone out there listening that has so, so, so many more deeper problems that they don't know how to address and they can't talk to anyone and hopefully after listening to someone like this they go ah fuck it i'm just gonna talk about it ask ask around see what's up you know because what's the worst thing that can happen yeah really like what's the worst thing that can happen someone listen to this and goes haha you like to give out tips or or like walks up to their (laughs) friend and says all right hey like you know do you think it's weird if we talk about this it's just like, why would it be weird? If they're your friend, it shouldn't be weird. It shouldn't be, yeah. And there you go. Yeah, people get uncomfortable. Ah, whatever. Um, I still won't talk about this to my parents. Yeah, I think there's a degree of respect and a boundary that has to be yeah. made there. I mean, some people do. Yeah, I mean, cool. They'll keep it PG, but they will bring up things and ask for advice. I can't do it, though. I that's my parents. I can't do it either, but I think that's what friends are for. Yeah, that's you know, what friends are yeah, for, man. Keep your, keep your parents your parents. Keep your friends your friends. Yeah, we're all going through this journey together. It's been a lovely time. Else. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, hit us up again. We'll do this again. For sure. Something similar. Um, next time, we'll probably take some questions and shit like that. Drew it. 
you know, during the show. We didn't get to touch on games this time, but we'll do it yeah. next time. We'll we'll do yeah, all sorts of shit. I need to tell you about so many of the games I liked. Yeah. And the game I'm playing at the moment. Sick. But um yeah, until next time. Until um, next time. Take it easy. Take it easy. Um <laughs> Yeah, and I think we should be cranking out one or two episodes a week until foreseeable future. So do you reckon we'll get to episode fifty by the end of the year? 50 by end of the year so 20 episodes until the end of the year after this one it's may i think it may be possible oh nice very nice and on that note thank you so much no worries thank you guys see you see Um, if you enjoyed any of the episodes you've listened to in the past or if you enjoyed this one in particular uh, feel free to subscribe by following the SoundCloud or downloading a podcast app and following the Kickstand podcast like that or you can even just listen to it on iTunes and follow that that way you can download from uh, directly from SoundCloud, I'm pretty sure, yeah. You can... How, how else can you do it? You can go on the Facebook page and like that. Uh, it's Kickstand Audio on Facebook. And if you like that, then it'll be more likely to show you the episodes that come out. Um, how else? How else? There's a few different ways, but these are just some. We'll have a website up eventually uh, where that that will be the directory so you don't have to go to SoundCloud anymore. We'll have to transfer everything across, which I don't look forward to. But that is all. I can't really think of anything else that I have to say. Enjoy. And thank you so much for listening. There, There aren't too many people listening at the moment. So if you are enjoying this and you've been following it, then count yourself as uh, one of the the OGs. Anyways, guys and gals, take care.